joined by the one, the only, Frank down in Austin this evening. Frank, how the hell are you, buddy? Brian, doing fantastic. Good. How, good, are, good, good. how are you doing? I'm dandy. I don't know what's going on with my headphone or my, my microphone tonight. I feel like I'm not giving that that juicy bass that I'm used to giving. I don't know what the hell is going on. But it's all right. <clears throat> Sometimes our mics our mics surprise us. Our mics. Well, my mic shouldn't. That's the see. That's the problem. No, 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 no. It's okay, Brian. Sometimes our mics surprise us. <laughs> I feel like there's a yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the joke. Right. The exactly. joke is mine fucks up at least once a cast, and it's not surprising. Yeah, and really because the fix is so, so simple, predictable, and so simple, simple. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is probably a. Th- Three dollar cable from Amazon. If that, I think the difficult part is finding a cable that would fit that microphone at this point. That's correct. Not the cost of this of said cable. No, no, it's it's never it's never really the cost of the cable unless you're talking about an Apple product. To be honest. Although, hey, um, I, I took your advice and I got that grounded extension cable for my uh, MagSafe power power plug. Life changer. I still have the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it wasn't the actual... I think it's the amount of other electronics that I have in this s- specific area that's causing that's feedback. That's fair, but... But it's hey, lessened. It's lessened. You'll find, you'll find that uh, it is quite useful, that extension, irrespective of whether you... Yeah. It works for what you tried. It's, it's it nice. makes your laptop a lot more of a laptop instead of a next-to-the-wall tabletop. Well, what's nice is now I can just unplug it from the MagSafe, like from the extension cord, and then plug the wall outlet in and take my laptop other places without having mm-hmm. to unfish it through all my mess of cables back behind my desk. So that is a positive. And the whole point, I was, the whole point of me bringing it up, 20 bucks with delivery. Literally $20. Yeah, so that, that part awesome. of the cable is cheap. Um, it's the gosh darn power brick that they, if you lose that power brick, I think it's 80 or $90 yeah, the one that for that came, piece of shit. The one that came with my MacBook Pro is $90 because it's, it's the 90 watt power adapter, power brick, USB-C. It's fucking insane. And then if, if you think about this, right, like your cell phone, your iPhone back in the day or your iPod came with a 40 watt brick mm-hmm. for free. <laughs> oh, you get you get you get a forty watt brick with if you buy a trackpad, uh, a magic pad, or a magic mouse, or a magic keyboard. All of those come with fucking yeah. Okay, everything. so spend a hundred bucks with it's Apple, insane. you get a power brick. <laughs> it's insane. So yeah. Uh, anyway, all all that to say, uh, I'm having a good damn week, Frank. It, it has it feels like this week has gone on for six months with the amount of shit that I've gotten accomplished, uh, but. I, it's good. It's Thursday night. Usually record these things on Wednesday. It's Thursday. It's Friday Eve for me. I am. I'm already in overtime. This is a fantastic place to be. Next week, uh, r- drinks are on me. Uh, it'll be fantastic. 
Give me give me two seconds. I need to switch my internet, but keep keep the listeners going with what you're drinking. Good. That sounds like a good a good idea. So uh, that's where I was headed next. Is uh, I spent the weekend uh, up in Oklahoma helping my parents out with their house, uh, and you know, at the end of the day, I said I'm going to treat myself. So I stopped by. I drove up to Norman, uh, Oklahoma, and uh, went to my two two favorite breweries up there. Uh, went to 405 Brewing and Black Mesa Brewing. Obviously, at Black Mesa, I got myself some Endless Skyway Bitter. I got myself some Boomer Mountain Kolsch. Um, but 405, went straight to the source of Old Trey PA. Got myself a couple four-packs of that, four-pack of FDR. And then uh, I found a little something special. It was a can, like a crowler, that they had just pulled off the tap. And what I didn't realize is 405 Brewing does some base beers, and then they decided to get wacky with their stuff. Uh, this is called Untatur. I, you know what? I, it's probably the the very fine person at the at the uh, tap room when I stopped by. She had utmost patience with me, um, and she corrected me on how to say this because I said Untatur, and that's not it. I remember it not being that. Anyway, this is a table beer, a Belgian table beer uh, made with peaches. And when I say, I'm a big fan of table beers, so table beers, for those of you who may not know, uh, they're just like a uh, low ABV Saison. Um, kind of a, a, a catch-all style, if you will, um, but typically lower in ABV. This one comes in at 4.3% alcohol and uh, really low bitterness units. It's like 16 IBU. Or no, oh, it's 16 ounces. Yep, I probably should just look at what it says on the can instead of just assuming when shit is written on here. Fuck. What the fuck are we doing? Anyway, uh, really, really good beer. And peaches add a nice little a little like kiss on top of this really good, solid now, beer. Did they get those peaches up in Georgia? Is that a song reference that I just missed? Probably. It's probably a song reference I missed. So, yeah, it was. <laughs> so uh, 405, like I said, this year has been, uh, I've been fanboying out on, fanboying out on them. Uh, so stopping by their tap room, I got to chat with the people for a bit. Um, nice lady in the tap room poured me a sample of their coconut tray PA, which I'm not hmm. really a big fan of coconuts, uh, a coconut beer. I've had a few that have been okay. Um, but this was flipping delish. Uh, so they're they're they were experimenting with coconut and possibly pineapple added to their tray PA, which again is a hoppy saison or hoppy Brett style uh, Belgian beer. I, I gotta say, if they do that, go get your hands on it, at least a can or a pint of it, because it's it's very very interesting and very very tasty. Even the pineapple. I, I'm not sure. The, the one that I tasted was just a straight coconut added, but okay. I'm guessing with that co- with the pineapple, it's going to set off the sweetness or, you know, set apart the sweetness that the coconut added. Because the reason I said that is because the, the only Sculpin I did not like was the pineapple one. That was a weird one altogether, man. Yeah. I, uh, it, that was a, and that was also a true IPA, like a West Coast bitter IPA. And this has got, no, I, I, got a little something extra to it to help out that, okay. the pineapple. Because I agree, it was not a pleasant experience. Uh, that was the only that was the only pineapple beer I've had, which yeah. is why outside of like true pineapple beer. Yeah. Um, the the other thing that I tried there, Frank, that I I tried it just so I could say I tried it. Um, she was very kind and poured me a smoothie beer or their first example of a smoothie beer, which I I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't really like. 
Um, it's just too much. It's it's I fuck it. It's not for me. It really isn't. But they made a blueberry smoothie beer, and they sweetened it only with blueberries. Uh, and they also oh, so it's not going to be too sweet. It's not incredibly sweet. The other thing they did, they did add vanilla, but that to give it the mouthfeel uh, that you are looking for in that style of beer. The one thing they did not add that a lot of people add that I cannot stand is they did not add lactose sugar to this to the beer. So it is literally all the sweetness and perceived sweetness is coming from the fruit, which they use like raw blueberries in there. No extract, no nothing. So the beer is actually really freaking good. Um, it, it was something that kind of set me off because I was like, well, it's got vanilla in it, Frank's arch nemesis, but it does not have lactose. No, sugar. but let's, let's be, let's be clear. Vanilla is an arch nemesis. If you're using, if you're doing one of two things, you're using shitty imitation vanilla mm. or you're using too much vanilla, right? If you're using good quality vanilla and it's the right amount, it actually, I mean, the vanilla Porter from uh Sierra, not Sierra Nevada. Um, well, they do have one, but, um, Breckenridge. Breckenridge, yes. Uh, perfect. It's it's good quality vanilla. It's a great tasting beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, don't, again, you know, hearkening back to like episode 10, I believe, or something. <laughs> don't go like putting fucking imitation vanilla shit no. into a beer. It tastes fucking horrible. What's like, worse I, is- and I, Mean every word, fucking horrible. Like, <laughs> what's worse is if you offset that with unfermentable sugar to emphasize the sweetness and fakeness of said vanilla. Anyway, none of that uh, in this beer. So, good people of Oklahoma, if you see some 405 brewing uh, a product around, I can tell you right now. I've tried. I tried a litany of them, uh, both there in the tap room and in purchase. And I got to say, it, all of them are fucking good. Even the one, I bought a double IPA, or I guess it's just a single IPA. And they're, they're, they're a pretty nice tap room, aren't they? Dude, they're in a weird spot, dude. I Honestly, their tap room looks cool. It looks very unique. But it's in like an old drilling building. Like an old building, like straight from like the 80s. Like if you saw the front of like an old, I don't know. I don't know how to say it properly. But it just reminds me of some shit from an oil town in the 80s, which... It is because it's the, like an American steel building is what it is. No, 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 no. Uh, it was like uh, when I, I'm, I'm having a hard time. There's like a drive through, a covered drive through area like out front. Oh, OK. It's like uh, a used car a, dealership. A, por- a portage. Kind of. It looks like a used car lot from the uh, 84 that was set in. It's so weird. It's really. So they got they got a, they got a building for a good price. They got Their a, pictures of the, the, the pictures of the tap room look cool. Yeah. So I've only seen the tap room pictures, and <laughs> it looks it looks legit, dude. Again, um, uh, and if the beer is good, it doesn't really matter, right? Like you're gonna show up, the beer's good. Who gives a shit? The people there are also so nice. Every time I've gone in there, the exact opposite of my experience at American Solera. I was gonna yeah. say, how does it compare to American Solera? <laughs> that place can forever kick rocks unless Matt Denham's involved. Uh, but no, people there have always been nice. Their product is always like well displayed and like ready for you to pick up and go or take a sample off from their taps. It's just, it's cool. It really is. People are cool. You know, and that's, that's actually, it's funny, right? Like if you think about the bigger breweries, Mm -hmm. how much time they spend with a customer pouring samples, um, there is a solution to it and you could very easily, get a couple of uh, 
you could use the same system that they use in wine bars for sampling, mm-hmm. where you, you get a card from the bartender, and then if you want to buy a full glass, come to the bar, but if you're not interested, you just want to sample shit, here's a card, come ring up the card at the end. Um, and it's not that much more money. It, it, honestly, for the bar, it, may, it might cost them 15 grand extra, but if you're talking about the flow-through rate of revenue and how inconvenient it is in some of these places, American bars need to really start looking at that because, or I guess maybe it's more so like Central America, Central USA, because in, in <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not talking about the actual Central Costa America. Costa Rica yeah, needs to get their shit together. The, med, the Midwestern sort of Denver, you know, because so if you go to the ex- East ex- Coast on, and go to a wine bar... You buy a card. They don't. They don't want to give you bottles of everything. They Explain. just go. Here's a wall of wine. Taste it through this button system, and then if you want one, buy the glass. Come to us. So that's what I was going to ask. I have no idea what card you're talking about. I've never seen this this layout. Yeah. So what it what they do is essentially they give you a um, they take your card, right? Your your, your they, payment card or your yeah. They card take your credit card. They yeah. take your credit card. And they give you a plastic card, but they start the tab. And that plastic card is ran against the payment system. Mm -hmm. Okay. This plastic card runs up the tab on the payment system. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, they check your ID. They give you the payment system. Now it's in your hands. Go sample beer. Go sample wine. Okay. And they're taking pre-poured samples or like controlled sample pours off the system? Yeah. So, yes. No, no, no. So, so it's not. It's not just sitting out. Uh, you have a glass. You can get multiple glasses. There's always someone tending the station. But um, say you have twelve beers, right? You will have a essentially a fridge that has twelve taps coming from it. You'll have a, a a sample pour, a half pour, or a full pour. You could do away. So a lot of these wine bars do away with the full pour, mm-hmm. and they only allow because a cup can only fit half. They allow you to hit the single or half, and if you hit single or half, it charges your card okay. the three bucks or the six bucks. Because there's a lot of time wasted at the bar by just people like, can I try that? Can I try that? Can I try that? Yeah, I mean, if you want to make your samples free and just have someone monitor, you know, that's even better than having someone pouring five different samples and the person going, uh, no, not this one. Yeah, that one. You know, like... It's efficiency, really. So, a couple things to that. Yeah, they they have those systems uh, for beer places. It's basically a pour your own system, and it tracks how many ounces of each of each li- amount of liquid comes through. Um, okay, and it charges accordingly. Uh, Even sim- better. Similar setup, straight away. A uh, couple things to that. Some municipalities do not want that in their within their uh, city limits because it is really difficult to. Uh, monitor how much if someone is overserved, which sure, like okay, there's going to be a few. Most people are not going to be doing that, but I understand. The other thing to that, Frank, is yeah, if you're going for efficiency, 100% agree. Uh, a lot of breweries, and I don't know if this is the point you were making or not, but the a lot of breweries make will end up making more money talking to people at the bar like that. Uh, yes, they're 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 going through the reps for someone who's not familiar with tasting beer or wine and walking them through like, okay, 
well, if you like this, then why don't you try this? Or, hey, you know, if you don't like beer, then the questions always come up, like, what kind of food do you like? And then you can walk through a beer that tastes like this, and then maybe you can get somebody to taste beer. And it's not a revenue generator necessarily, but it is being a good steward for the craft. And I'm sure, like like I said, I know wine does the exact same thing. Um, Oh, you like a Moscato and you want to venture outside of that. Cool. Well, let's try this X, Y, and Z. And then samples but yeah and that's that i i agree with that i mean i it is it is a a hand selling business it's not just like whiskey right um so i i understand that but i think um i think it 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 could work pretty well for breweries just because you're already there to taste the variety right so whether or not that variety is being tasted with someone um you know, telling you everything, or maybe you have a little screen there and it tells you about the beer as you're tasting it, right? Like there are options. Um, it's a little bit different in a bar where you're standing there and there's seven different breweries yeah. um, and you're trying to say, yeah, you know, American Solero kind of goes for this, whereas 405 goes for this. Um, that has nuances. When you're in a brewery, there's there's nuanced flavors, but everybody directionally kind of knows this is a porter, this is a rye, this is a blonde, you know, it, it just, what, what annoys me is they're expanding the tap wall, right? Making the brewery bigger. When if I could just walk up with a card and say, I want to taste the blonde blondes, not for me. I want to taste the IPA. It would be way quicker, right? Like I rarely, if ever stand at a bar at a brewery now i i get it very different at a a growler bar or very different but at a brewery okay jester king sour beer let me taste the one that i can drink you know like that's what i'm at with jester king but at jester king i stand in line for damn near 30 minutes to try to get a beer yeah right like that's my only point is i think the brewery model can change i i, I don't agree that beer selling should change, right? Um, that shouldn't change. That it, the hand sale is very important when it comes to a a beer list. It's not as important when it comes to the entire brewery. You know, you're already there. You're gonna taste the beer. If you buy a beer, if you don't buy a beer, it's gonna be on taste. It's not gonna be on whether you know someone tells you this is a really <laughs> you know. There might be something to it, but I don't think it's that big. I'm the exact opposite, Frank. <laughs> like I will sit there. I, I if I, it had, I mean that that's my that is my beef with American Solera, is no fucking interaction with the customer. That is my yeah. beef. And no, but hold on. So this doesn't mean no interaction. But no, I mean like no. I'm I, this, I'm not talking about you against your model. <laughs> I'm just talking about against the way you said that you would like to go to a brewery. Like let me take. Yeah, this, no, boom, but I mean that's that, me. Boom. I'm a super like. Yeah, I don't do that. I would rather talk to somebody about their shitty beer than just go wine pour some stuff. Because honestly, like I can go do that at the grocery store. I literally, I'll just go build a six pack and taste the shit and move on. But if but I'm at some place, like. Tell me what your idea was behind this habanero, like roasted green chili saison. Tell me what 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 spawned Twisted this. X. Yeah, and then when I taste it and I have to choke it down, and I'm like, wow, 
that was a fucking terrible idea. Like, what do you have in the line of opposite of what you were involved with? And then I'll go taste that maybe. But like, I, I fucking, I see. I love that experience. I, I would, like I said, I'll, no. But you don't. You don't have to do away with it, right? Like, oh yeah, no. But what, you what could the very long and well, short of it is, I'm going to be the person who's causing you to wait in line for thirty minutes at Jester King while I go. Well, actually, can you pour me the blackberry variant of that? Because I think that the seeds could produce a little more stone fruit than the peach but oh 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 you use the peach pits in the fermentation process oh my god you slow down no slow down but okay so so that that could still be met right like you could very well still have think about this as like cashier versus self-checkout right all you want to weed out are the people there just to buy the beer and if you can get those people out the door, you can still have support for the people there for the fucking history of uh, beer making one on one. They could still, and they'll be better served just doing that part, right? Um, and the brewery will be better served with them just doing that part, because the other people they don't give a shit anyways. They're just there for a ride. Give them a station to go pour a ride, and then for the guys who want to hear all the history, have a person there. You know, can you walk me through your beers? Oh, yeah, sure, sir. Let me X, Y, Z. Um, so it's it, to me, it's like it just kind of makes it it streamlines the process a little bit better. Because as these breweries grow and grow in popularity, it becomes more frustrating to visit them. And that's annoying, right? It's like there's there's a model that works for when you're. I don't know, doing 50 to 100 people an hour. And then there's a model that works uh, for 1,000, and the 50 to 100 just doesn't scale. It doesn't. It's like four bartenders running their asses off behind a bar. You might have five different tap stations, but it doesn't increase efficiency. You still only have four people, right? Um, so I, I don't know. I, 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 I realize this. Uh, this evening we went to Vista they're getting too big and the lines are long to get a beer takes a long time and I was like you know if they had a station with all their beers on tap where I could go and pour it myself because I know what I like from them or I can sample something else um, I would I would be for it it would be like I know Vista. I don't need the history of Vista every time I go up. How about this? If you want that, go to the bar. How about this? Because <laughs> uh, running tap lines and keeping cold boxes and other parts of uh, a, a, a place of business is pain in the ass. What if you just had a way to uh, order on on your phone while you're in the place of business, and then while the bartender is pouring all those samples, waiting for the heads to kill, they can pour your Kolsch in a full pint while they're or they just have just a they have a permanent this, set it over. They have the a side. permanent pour and a permanent deliverer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could do it that way too. You could do it that way too. Um, I, the reason I bring that up, not, Frank, there is an art to pouring a pint of beer as well, and the average person yeah. is going to fuck that up. <laughs> They're going to be like, no, I don't, I don't. I'm not against ideas for the problem, but the problem is real. Um, also, it is annoying if you're if you go business. to a brewery when it's busy and you're a person who goes regularly and all of a oh. sudden and, and a lot of people there are regulars. Right. It's not like 
Hey, but now we're st- we're all standing in line waiting for the fucking process to happen back here. Hey, beer Twitter. Frank is one of those guys who gets mad at limited releases when he's the local who always comes there and doesn't get the limited release. It's that argument, beer Twitter. Except he doesn't want to have to wait in line for his regular beer. It's v- Frank is very specific with his problems. <clears throat> it can be it can be specific, but I think it's more frustrating broadly and hey, just listen here's the deal i fucking i you want my beer me. you know me i hate standing in line for anything i don't think you should fucking have to stand in line to eat drink be happy like fuck lines they're stupid as shit that's why that one time that we went to that burger place i said fuck this and went across the street and got pizza and then came back Hop and got in line yeah hop dotties that was it's that, not it, it, yeah it's not worth it. That was that was insanity to me because the only other time that I've been to Hop Dotties was on like a Friday afternoon for lunch in Dallas, and we walked right in and sat down, and I was like, oh, "This is for good burger." And then we went down to Austin. Yeah, it's a, it's, it was, a fi- it's a it's a fine burger. Yeah, it's okay. a fine burger. That's what it is. It's a fine burger. That and I was really hungover, hangry that day because I think that was the morning after I slept in your laundry room. Yeah, you were already kind of pukey. I was cranky. You, I wasn't pukey. I was yeah. just tired from being up all night drinking. Because that was a night a that... pukey. You, see, you literally said... Oh, you you're, you broke up. I'm, so I said, you bro- across the street, there's a home slice. You could have some home slice. I felt granted, like you, home slice is an all right pizza. <laughs> it's You know what? It was food. And I feel like you said that. Like I took it as a challenge. Oh, he's not going to walk across the street to get pizza while we're standing in line. Oh, there he goes. He's going to get a pizza. Oh, he's yeah, eating, he it, by, eating that- it by Jeez? himself on the curb. <laughs> cool. Well, he looks like a homeless person. You know. All right. So, so yeah, I, I don't mean to sound complainy. What I'm saying is, is I, I just think breweries need to think about who they're serving, right? So... 99% of them are in business because the locals are there and they, they keep it that way, right? Um, now, okay, fair enough. The ones that are large and distribute cans and do all that, no, that's not why they're in business. But um, it's in business because people Vista selling a shit ton of beer in stores. Uh, so if you, if you want to be a little bit more efficient, Maybe don't just expand the tap wall. Maybe think about how you could separate the people there for the history of Vista and the people there just to have a beer. Segregate the people. No, it's just... Oh, okay, sorry. I misunderstood. um, I I actually think your idea works. If you just say, here's your your number on the app, order from the app... Mm -hmm. Uh, and you have two or three runners and just a person pouring the whole time Bro, or two you, people. You don't even have to have And a then runner, if people just... want to go up and want to know beer and sample, just call it the sample line mm-hmm. and throw them in the sample line because it's the samples kill velocity. Like it kills it. It totally fucking kills it. I mean, yeah. I I can't get to, I can't disagree with that. I also uh I mean, I've you lived- like the samples. I know it. I, it's not. It's not a problem. Oh, no, you don't mind doing but it. But here's the deal. I don't. I, when I do samplings, I don't do a sample like, oh, give me a sample pour. No, I'll do a half pour of something, regardless of whether that's on the menu as an option or not. I'll do a yeah, half. Yeah. So pour. you you would even do you would even do the online order oh, half pour. half pour absolutely because yeah. there's there are some there's some beers that I want to taste but I don't want a full pint of. There's some beers that like, oh, you know, it's way too fucking like that's too high alcohol. I'm not going to drink a full pint of that. I've got other shit. So to you do. you would be out of the sample line and we would be educating our runners 
to tell you about that beer. Oh, yeah, and or, if, if we're mean, doing it, if we're doing it right, what we're doing is is servicing the Bryans who do half pours and still want to know about the beer. The Franks who don't give a shit and they're like, oh, okay, I know the Imperial Dark Star IPA or whatever I like. Just bring me that. And then uh, you've got your hoity-toity, I'm at Vista for the first time in my life. Let me sample every fucking beer on the wall. Here's my festival person. hat. Look out. Fucking exactly. And and that person could go stand in the in the sample line. And that's okay. There's not, nothing wrong with the sample line. I stand in the sample line at Tups because... We don't get all of their shit well, down here. And Tufts, so I would happily do that. Tubbs is highly efficient. They they pour they, every, are, they have a massive bar. And it's fucking massive and they have so many people working it. And they only have one size of cup and every cup is $5. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Yeah. No, but that's smart. Like the thing the whole system needs to be efficient. You yeah. cannot go from 100 people let's say let's say your average Thursday so night you're, you're is talking, 100 you're 100 talking. to 150 people the night, and then Saturday it scales to a thousand people throughout the day, and you're fucked because you're like, oh, we have the same amount of bartenders and the same amount of taps, and everybody's running with their heads cut off. And you're like, eh, doesn't work that way. Yeah, planning is way more important than fucking infrastructure on way on more bartenders. Way more. Bar no, structures. your idea, your idea is genius. Your idea is genius. I mean, I, I would, I would explore if I'm like a a massive brewery the self-pour model because at that point it, like treehouse right they have so many people show up it's impossible to plan for so it's like guys if, if all you want is samples go over here john will help you you pour from the wall if you have questions ask john everybody else if you're over here to buy six packs cases come over here everybody else here for just a pint you know what you want come here you know like there, there's a there's a system there hmm. um not everybody needs that system. So mm. I like I like the order from the app, have a couple runners. That's a good that's a good idea. Well, I mean I'm full of good ideas usually. Um, one idea that I had was uh, we, we, we tell everybody what we're drinking and at thirty minutes, let's go ahead and find out what you're drinking, Frank. <laughs> well, the only reason I haven't brought it up is because it's a McConaughey, so it's not really that interesting. <laughs> it's a McConaughey. You had it it's Wild Branch. Oh, uh, oh, oh, the the Saint Elmo. Beer. Twisted X. Twisted X. That's it. No, Twisted X. Yeah, okay. it's just good. It's a really, really solid hazy IPA that not not super high in ABV. I think it's six four. Um, for a hazy, that's pretty standard. Yeah. Uh, really tasty. Nothing too crazy. Um, can you see? Yeah. What, can you see what I highly I'm recommend right now? Real. It's real, 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 real. It's real ale seltzer. Uh, this is grapefruit, black raspberry, and it's good. Really That's bold of them, man. Is it better? Is it better than Topo Chico? Uh, it's they're all different flavors than what Topo Chico offers. So, understand. So here's the here's the deal. Real uh, Topo Chico. Topo Chico is fucking deluxe. Yeah, that's a good seltzer. I mean, I'm still. After having a, a, like two full cases of Topo Chico seltzer over the last month, no shame in my fucking game here. Uh, I I can say with the utmost honesty that I am still a truly lemonade man, but that is not knocking Topo Chico at all because Topo is really really good. This is also very very good, um, and it's interesting because Real Ale has the ability; they have a distillery. Um, that they could be doing the blend of vodka and water and then adding flavor to it, but they chose not to go that route. This is fermented sugar 
creating a hard seltzer, and it's good. It's not. Uh, it doesn't have that white so, claw like uh, fermentation flavor. Why did they not go that route? That's interesting. Money. Uh, it's very. It's it's like five times more expensive to blend as uh, to do the spirit. vodka thing. Yeah, because you're taxed. You're taxed like you're making a beer doing this versus when you blend vodka and water and liquor then beer yeah it's it's a it's considered a, a, a distilled beverage well i will say if uh if anybody has the chance to get ranch water mm-hmm. I believe it might only be in texas um ranch water is really good but it's it's i it's like this it's tequila with it's water and distilled flavor water. syrups yep. right yep uh, yeah, and ranch yeah. water, not to be confused with other hard seltzers that make a ranch water flavor. The one that Frank no, is talking no. about is made by Ranch Water, the company. Um, and it's it's delicious. I've uh, actually got one. That shit. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, 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 what I like most about it is it's not too sugary. Yeah. That's the part I like the most. Well, and that's it's why- like. So y'all remember me talking about uh, a couple, about a month ago, I was getting back into homebrewing and I was going to make a homebrewed seltzer and I have like my chemistry set ready to go. And then I started digging into what uh, a fermented seltzer is versus uh, a vodka, uh, basically vodka soda with flavorings. Yeah. I realized that I am a vodka soda with flavorings person, not necessarily someone who wants to make a fucking five gallon batch of fermented seltzer. Uh, yeah, it the flavor profile to me with the fermented seltzer is not the same. There's it's something. not it's not as it's not as crisp. Mm-hmm. It's not as refreshing. Um yeah, I I, I don't really know. It it's got it's got a thing about it that's not me. Like it it I I almost want to say it, it tastes old. No, like so- it's it's you can taste that it's not a fresh mixed drink, I guess is what I'm saying. Like so it's what, like- you're, what you're tasting, and that, this is actually really good, and I don't know why more people aren't digging through this. That taste that you're tasting is what is defined in beer as fermentation character. That, what okay. you're tasting is yeast in action. And it's gross, maybe that's why people aren't talking about it, but that is what happens when yeast cells divide, reproduce, and die. That flavor that you're describing, that like musty, dusty, weird, can't quite put it on my finger on it, but it tastes like muddy water kind of, or like unfiltered contaminated water a little bit with flavoring on top of it. All those things, plus the worst of the seltzers that I have experienced, um, some of them including ham flavor in the seltzer water, all those things are yeast character or fermentation character. And that is the identifier for me, and it sounds like for you, Frank, as to why we prefer vodka soda over like a fermented seltzer. Now, with yeah, that it's said, got it's got a funny like it's got a funny flavor to it if it's fermented, and it's there's nothing wrong with it. Like I, I will still enjoy a truly. I'll still enjoy, um, you know, the Topo Chico, but it's the ranch water is pure. Mm-hmm. It's got a very distinct flavor. It's very clean. There's nothing you're gonna mess with if you drink that. Um, and and the benefit of it, <clears throat> it's even fewer calories. Oh yeah. So the ranch water is 85 calories. It doesn't have sugar in it. Vodka it's a agave soda. syrup. Yeah. That comes from it. Uh, agave. I was gonna say a, a vodka soda. I think is like 65 calories max. 
Like, and yeah. it's it, you, you add some lime in there for flavor, and you're set. Uh, Frank, real so quick. So I, 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 no, I'd be remiss if I, you know, didn't express my my enjoyment of the ranch water. But I understand why people, you know, the seltzers they are they're a little bit more full bodied in terms of their fruity flavors. Like all that shit, there is something to be said for it, but it's not ranch water. I, I, if I go out, I buy the ranch water. That's what I do. Holy shit! So I'm drinking something I've never heard of before, and I wanted to bring this up to you real quick before we transition over to uh, our topic this evening. Um, th- what I'm drinking now is out of Austin, Texas. It is called Luck Springs Hard Lemonade. Have you heard of it? I've never heard of it, but I've seen, well, okay, never heard of it, never had it, I've seen it. <laughs> okay, it is, it's only 100 calories, it is a fermented. It's brand new, it's brand new, that shit came out like maybe three weeks ago. Well, your boy got his hands on it, it's 4% alcohol, which I'm a big fan of those low ABV burgers, or low ABV drinks in general, it is considered a hard lemonade. Now, I poured it, it looks just like truly lemonade, like uh, any of their their uh, lemonade flavors it's kind of cloudy frank this tastes like homemade lemonade and i'm not talking shitty poured uh like squoze a lemon and put some sugar in there this tastes like good ass homemade lemonade without any of the extra sweetness into it this now, shit is a fucking pool sipper holy hell can we can we discuss a little thing here because i think it's high time oh my god um there's there's something and and yeah, granted, a lot of fucks are moving to Austin now, and mm-hmm. it's even bigger than when I moved here, which it was big. Did but you just it was consider like, yourself a fuck that moved to Austin? <laughs> no, no. So like, you know, when you know when a town gets too big for its own good. So when I move when I moved down here to far far south Austin, Buda, um, people were like, "Why the hell would you move to Buda?" Buda's a shitty fucking cow town. Da, 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 da. Not even, not even okay. an Austin suburb. Yeah. So <laughs> no, that's true. It's true. That's that's what they think of Buda as. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when we talked about me moving here, I was like, Brian, this place is gonna blow up. Like this little town is gonna be huge because it's the only little town within a stone's throw of Austin that's doing anything to be good. Yep. Like Dripping Springs is still downtown a shithole. Okay? People are paying a million dollars to live in Dripping Springs. Dripping Springs downtown is a fucking gated, Dripping is a trash heap. It's a it's a goddamn gated community with, like yeah. on a um, state highway and they wanted to change their name to what Fucksville or whatever the hell it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, there's some Bonerville. Fucking... <laughs> So Anyways, and, and and there's a whole there's a whole reason downtown Dripping Springs block of downtown properties that can vote in in city council elections. Real they, quick, I if you live in Dripping Springs, you don't get to vote for shit in Dripping Springs. Period. I accidentally hit pause on this real quick in the middle of that rant. So just to back up, why there was a gap? Uh, Frank was oh. ranting about why downtown Dripping Springs is and always will be a piece of shit due to voting restrictions, which. I mean, the entire state of Texas is on the brink of fucking falling into that trap at the moment, but I digress. Well, so, so yeah, th- while that's true, um, it's a, it is a little Springs, different because what you're talking about is a hyper specific voting. It's hyper local, <laughs> hyper local. So, um, 
the the city council before Dripping Springs was huge. Um, they separated the city proper voting from uh, school district voting. So, for the most part, if you live in the school district and the city limits, you vote in both elections. Dripping Springs is not that way. If you don't live in Dripping Springs town proper, which is fucking tiny, you only get to vote in school elections. You don't get to vote for what happens in that city. Um, And as such, the town still looks like it is straight out of the 1960s and no property development has taken place. There's been no build outs. So Dripping Springs, while it is a good school, is all that Dripping Springs has going for it. Um, the rest of it sucks. There's nothing there. A Belterra village that everybody talks about, the the southern, what do they call it, Southern Galleria or something, that shit is like a nice strip mall in At most best. towns. <laughs> At best. So you come to downtown Buda, it has character. It's got all this shit, right? And it's funny because when you when you compare the two spots... You can live, you could have, back when, when we moved to Buda, you could have bought uh, the house that, that we live in for half the price that you would pay in Dripping Springs for the same fucking shit. And today it's like people still want to go to Dripping, but they're finally kind of determining Buda's a cool spot. Um, so that's what I meant by, like, I, you know, the fuck's moving because Valentino's, okay, the, 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 the barbecue joint. Mm-hmm. which is a really, really... They probably rival Franklin's for the best barbecue in Texas. I'm not even shitting you. Okay. Um, really good barbecue. They're opening their headquarters uh, not even a quarter mile walking from my house. Um, that, you, you know that big uh, development, that huge fucking shed that's out there? Yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah, that's where they're moving in. Like a 50,000-square-foot spot. Well, I mean, that's, okay. that's not too different. I mean, No Beer Left Behind headquarters opened up where actually where I'm sitting. So I know kind of what you mean. That's true. And I we had our location mean. here in Buda is a nice 2,150 square feet. So Yeah, I mean, the headquarters it, is, is... We have plenty of room. We've got plenty of room. The headquarters is in, in a lake community. I don't know if you know this about No Beer Left Behind headquarters. That's true. That's true. There, we, we have running trails uh-huh. in this well, community. We have flood warnings and hailstorms, and it's nice, you know. Uh, it's, it's it's well, we got flood ward- we got flood warnings in the south location as well. Yeah, so we yeah. got that. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You know what I mean? And that's it's what. No- oh, well, Kelly Kelly Clarkson said that. Yeah, I, um, she was the first one. She was the first one. So, so no, so so to to wrap it right, like it is cool that people want to be here, but it is super frustrating. We we went to dinner tonight, and oh, humble brag. He, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, oh yeah, <laughs> apologies. Sixty bucks for the two of us. Woo! Um, went to dinner, and it, it hit me. It was like you know, in about a year, Valentina's is going to be open. We're going to have Louis on on Main Street. We're going to have Hay City Store on Main Street. All these things are like destination restaurants Mm. and i'm not like in full transparency (laughs) i drive the quarter mile (laughs) i'm gonna have to walk that shit now (laughs) is parker on the phone (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Parker's joining he's us. got he's got, wait, first off, he's got a really nice camera now. I don't know what the fuck happened here. No, I think he's got the blur setting turned on. Do you have the blur behind you setting or something? I do. Yeah, yeah he's, it really accentuates me. Yeah. And it looks pretty good. I don't know how it to is do a that. New laptop. Yeah. Oh. New mm-hmm. You fancy as shit. I know. Humble brag. Humble brag. I'll 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 text my humble brag for the week. Uh, but uh, Parker, what are you uh, sipping on this evening? Oh man, I've got a nice little coupe lineup here on the docket. I'm drinking the Hook Echo right now, which is their hazy. Um, it's very good. It is, uh, it's it's good, but it does have it, it's a, almost a little too fruity for my liking. Mm. But I I know that that comes with the territory. Um, and then up next, I've got the classic F five. Ooh, ooh, nice move. Cap it off with Alpha Hive. Oh shit! I'm getting blackout tonight, baby. Yeah. Hoping to take my pants off in the front yard. Yeah. So I mean, it, we, <clears throat> we'd all be so lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have done that before. I. I'm. I'm just gonna say this. I uh, woke up out in the garage the other night. Don't know how. Don't know why. I thought maybe I decided to smoke a cigar. Nope. It was just out there in the rocking chair, asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know that happens. Here's what I'll say is sometimes you vastly underestimate how little you ate and how <laughs> how strong said beer is. I've had this happen. Like yeah. Yeah, the wife true. the wife the wife goes, "How much did you drink?" and I go, two beers." But apparently these suckers were 13%. <laughs> and I didn't look. Like I, I go, "Okay, I've got these. I want to try them." And I pour them. I'm like, honestly, surely two beers can't do this. Now, I'm sleeping, TV's on, and she's like, how much did you drink? Uh, two beers. Mm. Look, the bottles are right over there. This is a knockout beer. It's a knockout. I just call them knockout beers. Like, <laughs> if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, That's sometimes true. that happens. I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> wake up the next morning with my earbuds still in. Oh. And... I will have watched like the whole damn series on Netflix that I was on because it just kept playing, and then I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" And then I have to go back and backtrack. I'm like, "Okay, to what you remember?" What yeah, you yeah. Re- I'm like, "Okay, my drunk ass remembers this part." Parker, and then- you and I are the same person. How the fuck have we not discussed this before? I bought these noise. Oh, let nice. me just tell you right now, Shenzhen noise canceling headphones, and fucking Chicago PD, bro. I, I wake up, I'm like, well, it's season five. Where the fuck did eight of these characters uh, come from? Like, oh, yeah. I guess there was a massive drug bust last season, and all these people were fucking on the take? What the hell happened? And you got to, it's a whole thing. Yeah. I, I'm right first there with the problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, trust me. Noise-canceling headphones, <laughs> watching TV while sleeping, fucking, that is just, oh, it's like falling asleep on your on the couch when you were a little kid. Like, uh, you wake up on Saturday morning, like, oh, fuck, I just slept through the night on the couch. Hell yeah, cartoons while mm-hmm. in bed, basically. Oh, One so Saturday sweet. morning. You remember that, I, I do remember that. Uh, we recently got our daughter hooked on uh, Recess. 
She has watched oh, nice. all of the ever the entire fucking series already. It's Dude, fantastic. That was a great show. Dude. Is that on Netflix or Hulu or I think it's on Disney Plus now. Um, okay, that makes most sense. Yeah. A little ABC Jesus. action. That's funny. Hey, while Frank is not here, we can talk about kids shit real quick. Have your kids watched Bluey? No. You need to watch Bluey. I think it's on it a- uh Disney. Or uh, on Disney Plus. I think it's on Disney Plus. I don't fucking know. Uh, I think it is. It's an Australian uh, uh, cartoon. It's about a blue healer, a family of blue healers. (laughs) Nice. And they're fucking awesome. It's written for adults, but uh, it's in a kid's setup. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Um, I have heard that the kids movie Soul is really really good. It's dude. It's meant for adults and but it's like deep and introspective and. I mean, almost too much so. Okay, so we yeah. wa- we watched it. We uh, we were big fans of uh, Inside Out, and we thought that movie mm-hmm. was really dope. Big fans of Bing Bong. Shout out Bing Bong. R.I.P. Um, like trying to like talking talking about your emotions and stuff. And yeah, that, that to children. That was nice. It was a good way, to, like an intro to that. Soul, on the other hand, was this really? It was so deep. Came out the other side as being more shallow, and then it went back into being deep and oh. almost like to us, like, what in the actual fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, like if so, if we were burning one down, then maybe I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm into this. But we weren't, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Did your daughter enjoy it, or was it like? No, she left the room. She's like, fuck this noise. Okay. I guess it uh, won quite a bit of awards and stuff. Oh yeah, um, I mean it's a really pretty, vi- uh, like pretty movie. Uh, it's like yeah, really heard, well edited uh, and everything. Yeah, I heard the like whatever writer and then the mm-hmm. producer they were on uh, NPR the other day with old Terry. Um, yeah, this is Terry Gross. We'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. Anyhow, it, it, that's what got me on that subject. And any, um, so, okay. Frank is back. Back again. He's got his Growler Express shirt on. Getting a little yeah, I do. Yeah. Yep. What'd you that, say? Uh, beer to go signed in today, in, Texas. Oh, wait, no, it's, uh, the... it's alcohol to go. So it's technically mixed oh, yeah, drinks yeah, to go. Wine. Anything. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Was that the first thing that you've been a proponent of Abbott for? Actually, I'm not that as is, big a that, proponent as you would think uh, for that one, but yeah, technically. Okay. I, um, I, go, go on. I was curious your take on this. I just, having participated in alcohol, like in mixed drinks to go over the last year, it's even, I don't know. You know how it's really not not you, that good. No, you know how you're a yeah. size queen for beer. Sometimes for cocktails, yeah. I'm a size queen for cocktails. And when I get home and my margarita, I have to add another shot of tequila to it to make it taste like a good margarita. The fuck are we doing here? Why did yeah. I pay sixteen dollars for this? Yeah, but that happens even with you at the restaurant. You know, it does. Like, and it, it does, and it reminds me of why I never ordered mixed drinks at most restaurants. Hundred percent. Or you. Bring your own little pocket uh, tequila <laughs> and, and add that extra. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm prep I'm prepped for a Los Cabos margarita. Yeah. <laughs> oh, give me your El Pres your El Presidente margarita, okay? I'm gonna yeah. spice it up myself. 
Yeah. The so your, I'm gonna refinance my house to afford this fucking margarita, margarita. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So wait one second. <laughs> so, um, not to not to divert, but to divert the uh, Presidente beer. I yes. see it more more frequently now. You see advertisements uh, for it, or you see it on the shelves? Because I have some questions. If you see it on the shelves, <laughs> I see. Bo- no, I see. I see both. Where are you seeing it on the illegal. shelves? It's in fucking H E B. Get buy shit on H E at H E B and send it because this shit shouldn't be in the state in the state of Texas. <laughs> Why? Last I saw, they didn't have T A V C licensing. They didn't clear the label. That's like the easiest thing to do. No, I mean sure it wasn't like a little uh like a knockoff El Presidente by Well Uh uh-uh, uh no no yeah. no it was definitely it was, El Presidente. It was La Presidente. Right. Uh-uh. Uh uh. It was the right thing. Holy but shit, the first thing little... that comes up, H E B dot com, Presidente beer, twelve pack bottles. Uh, is They've got it. It not They've available it. is the first thing that pops up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in your area. Well, they, no they had it on the shelf just today, or not today. It was probably last Sunday. Granted, it was like two six packs, so I don't know. Maybe it was the last of their supply, but look at that. Yeah, no, Presidente's here. It's it's, it's in Texas, unavailable in every store around me. Total Wine has it on their list on their uh, website, and it's nil. I do. I fucking Presidente beer Dallas. There's a Yelp review. Look at this. Mm. Does anyone know where to well, find? Well, in any in any case, I I just saw it and I was wondering: is that produce DR? Is it produce? It's still produced like DR. North Carolina or it is okay. Yeah, cool. I know they got bought by ABI um, for the states distribution, so it's possible that they are producing it in one of the AB uh, breweries. There's a I mean, the giant one is in Houston, so it's very possible they're producing it there, but. I haven't seen it here. Last the last postings I saw I mean, were from 2010 in DFW. That family who sold those rights made a shit ton of money yeah, on a they, beer that no one in America really knew about outside of Dominicans, but they knew if we could get it to America, the Dominicans would buy the shit out of it. And what gets me is they didn't even sell the rights to the total beer. They sold the rights no, to no, the no. brand just, just, in America. Uh-huh. Which is yeah, yeah. bonkers. Yeah, to it's me. just exclusivity to distribute the beer in the US. And, and then the, if that the should also rights. happen yeah. if it should happen to include brewing it in the US, then you could do that as well. Um is that a uh, pretty common uh, like I remember just yeah, just murdering a lot of El Presidentes in the DR. Mm-hmm. Um and that was, it's kind of cool. Like that's the the beer of the country. Is I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that's how it was in Grand Cayman as well with K Brew. Mm-hmm. Um, in my two different trips to there, I mean, like that's what you drank because it was freaking cool. And like I'm sitting here looking at my K Brew bottle opener from last time I was there. Uh, right now, is that a thing like in the Caribbean? I mean, just to have like a a flagship beer for the island or nation so beer 
production in it's not just the dr yeah it's it's not just the caribbean i was gonna say beer production is kind of taken for granted here in the states because we have so many options for malt hops and yeast uh caribbean islands in particular because it's so hot there it is really difficult to produce a drink like a lager um like what most people want to drink in hot humid climates Mm -hmm. uh so when production comes or when somebody decides to start producing a product like el presidente or bohemia in costa rica which is different than Mm. cerveza bohemia in mexico um or k-brew like when people invest in that it takes a significant amount of money especially modern brews yeah so when and you know that most of those countries don't have a, a a like a real set of infrastructure to keep malt coming in, and they don't they don't have in. they don't have they don't have financing to a build yeah right so the banks like in the U S right you go to a bank I want to start a brewery they go okay what is this twenty twelve million dollars the fuck out of here oh yeah yeah I yeah, know they give you five million sorry I was sure just... they got. <laughs> Here's five million bucks. Like in 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 the happiest path, right? Yes, yeah. Here's five million bucks. You have enough equity. Go do it. Um. In a place like the Dominican, even there. Okay, so you're not going to get funding from a U.S. bank in the Dominican to build a brewery. Fuck period. No. Um. In the most optimistic banking sense, in the DR, they might have three to five billion dollars in market cap as a bank right so five million in a loan to a single person is quite a lot um just on a risk adjusted basis right so getting getting a loan for five million means you're probably putting up three million in cash um so it's it's a the banking model does not allow for risks quite that large. So the Presidente people, they started that company from like selling in their neighborhood and they built it through their own revenues. They did not create that company through bank loans. Yeah. Um, well, and I presume <clears throat> that's how most of them uh, are organically built. I doubt that Cabrew was only started in 2009 by a bunch of venture capitalists. <laughs> Yes. You know no, I mean? no like, doubt. No doubt. But I mean, but that's what America, that's why like when you, your question is, is totally like, it's good because when you go to these, oh, this is their national brew. Cool. No, no, no. This is their national brew that literally probably came from someone's backyard that grew revenue into a company that's this big. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's unlikely that these people started with millions of dollars if you go to a third world country and became this massive brewery. It's it's just right. not highly likely. And even if they did get a million or two along the way, uh, it's unlikely it came at the very beginning when they were starting the brewery. So right. the walk that these craft breweries in America walk when it comes to financing, while it is difficult, it's not that. So if you want to respect the game. Yeah, you got to respect the the put, the put, presidentes of the world. You got to respect those breweries. They come from nothing. Like they literally come from fucking nothing. Not even to introduce the supply chain issues that Brian was talking about. Because I can't even imagine if you were a presidente and you were like, "Yeah, I want some malt, but I want specifically a half a container's worth." 
Yeah, no. You're just going to be like, and then what are you gonna, uh, yeah, we're going to send you a half a container, but we're going to charge you like it's a full one fuck off. And then what are you going to fucking do with it? Like it's, it's, it's in a, like a humid climate that's just yeah. going to mold shit. Mold. It's not going to, yeah, it's fucked. I, that but, was going to be my next question. How do they store it to prevent it from molding? Well, and that takes well, and that's what takes a lot of extra money that American brewers don't have to worry about. Like you're not having to worry about a fucking mosquito invasion hitting your open fermentation vessels. That mm. doesn't happen in America. <laughs> like that's why you see one type of beer brewed. It is highly climate, highly temperature controlled. Like lagers have to be fermented at a very specific temperature. Uh, and because otherwise, what are you going to fuck? You're going to have a wild beer on your hands. And it's going to be nasty as shit. No one's going to want to drink it. You literally can't have a single batch poured if you're running off of those thin numbers like you do in like emerging countries. Uh, so, yeah. There's going to be a 99% chance that whatever national beer they're producing is going to be in a clear or green bottle. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the other thing that you have to look for. It's like, well, Sometimes, well, I mean, when you think about it, if they don't, if right. they're putting all their money in the, in the actual production process and the, like, streamlining fucking uh, ingredients through, they may get screwed on bottling, <laughs> on glass, on, mm. and, uh, aluminum is not probably an option because that is a whole different canning process. Like that's a a different a different uh, uh, packaging line. Where glass packaging lines are much less expensive, like bottle packaging is much yeah. less expensive. So, yeah. So if if you just want to be fascinated by supply chain, uh, I guess victories to an extent, look at any island nation and yep. the brands that come from there that people want: Bohemia, uh, uh, El Presidente. Presidente. Like, look at those. How did those brands even work? Dude. It's it's literally like Mount Everest. Times two. It, they should never work. The they way should never fucking scale. Like but they do. Anybody who looks at Red Stripe and is like, "Whoa, what about them?" Mm. They are the fucking supreme label of of uh, Caribbean and like island nation breweries. They literally were a cultural icon in for immigrants in the United States. That's what made Red Stripe popular enough to be purchased by Diageo. Red Dude, Stripe's- that's a great point. That's a how did we not? bring up red stripe when talking about like well because it's pretty terrible beer it's no dude red stripe red stripe is fantastic yeah. uh it, when it's i don't like red stripe. Dude, i'll drink a red stripe every now and then because it's freaking cool it's and it's so a unique good. bottle damn it stubby bottles of red stripe cans of red stripe are fucking good there's i mean i i gotta be honest with you a lot of adjunct lagers are very difficult to tell the difference in. <laughs> like i swear to god like, and that's coming from somebody who's really goddamn picky about their beer. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, speaking of picky about my beer, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover what I'm I just opened. Then I'm gonna pass it over to Parker to cover what he just cracked open, and then we got to get to Frank before we get any farther into this episode. So I opened up. I I almost don't even want to call it this. I just want to call it Black Mesa Kolsch, like it used to be called. But this is their Mountain Boomer Kolsch style ale from Black Mesa. You guys remember when I literally I fawned for hours over this beer on a couple of our casts in the very beginning. Yeah. We even made an episode that we were not going to name because it was in hindsight a bit tacky. Probably shouldn't have named it that, but it was fucking delicious then and the recipe has not changed in fucking 5 years, y'all. This is still goddamn delicious. So, wasn't it a black 
um, lager? No, no. It was. It, it's always been a Kolsch. Uh, it's made by Black Mesa Brewing in Norman. Okay. Okay. Wait one second. The naming of that episode was comedic timing, and it was funny. Now, was it did not age well? And five years later, did it age well? No, it did not age well. No, no. But, but was it at the time? Was it you know kind of witty? It was witty. We apologize if we offended anybody. I, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and apologize <laughs> that we offended people. Not if I'm apologizing that we offended people. And you know what? We've I think I know, but I think the the cast the cast takes have spoken for themselves since then. <laughs> no, so you can't rely little, on that. The year's twenty twenty one. A little comedic timing every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. At, uh, hindsight twenty twenty, but we shouldn't have burned at the stake. <laughs> hindsight twenty twenty one. I was gonna say hindsight twenty seventeen. Apparently, yeah. it was. Oh, technically, it was twenty. Oh. It was like twenty. 2016. Yeah. I mean, come on. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have? It, it had to have been 2016 because we didn't start until 2016. <laughs> <laughs> but in any that, case, that 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 irregardless still. That's good. Irregardless is what oh, you meant dude, to say. Dude, I got irregardless dropped onto me in a professional setting the other day, and I must have looked like it's a real word ghost. Real word oh now, gosh, bro. Dude. You can't get upset. No, I will always get upset. Can't, I just you shan't. Like, you shan't be upset anymore. <laughs> I lost all respect for this individual. Should, uh, but sure. Anyhow, okay, so, uh, okay, real quick, sorry. Now, again, because this was 2016, so we're uh-huh. talking five years ago. Um, who doesn't Shiner make a black... Uh, lo- uh, black lager? Lager, yeah. Yeah, it's called Bohemian Lager, Uh they make a black something else too, though. And well, then maybe another Texas beer has one that is kind of a a staple in the uh, in Shiner that. or uh, Raw Ugly Pug. Black the label. Beer. There's a black label for Shiner. Mm. Okay. Well, sorry, I digress. Shiner I just black. thought that that beer that you're drinking, Brian, mm-hmm. was a black lager. But you're saying, it's oh, you're talking about Saint Arnold Santo. It is a black Kolsch. Okay. Um. May. Yeah. Okay. I'm back. Um, hey, you took me through my history lesson uh, and my uh, Rolodex O beers, so well, I'm good. I'm, I'm always in for down you for that. You passed the test. I knew so, it was, I knew it was a test. Um, okay, so you're drinking that from Black Mesa and Franklin Templeton Investments. What are you drinking? He's drinking water or some shit. Oh my god! Yeah. No, McConaughey. Oh IPA. yeah, that's right. I, his hazy IPA from uh, uh, Twisted Twisted Akis. Yep, that's all. I, I've just got a six pack of that, so that's what I'm drinking. Hey, it's fine. Sometimes you need a staple to fall back on. And you said it was good the last yep. time you drank it, so why not? You know what on? I will what I will say is I can't believe that they haven't printed cans for this yet. They keep doing the label over other cans that people aren't buying. Hey. If you're if you keep using the cans people aren't buying, hey. it should be a sign that at some point you need to print the can. Now, no, no I'm not saying I understand. No, hold on, wait, 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 wait. They've got a backup of cans. I understand. Mm-hmm. Use the cans. There's a lot of aluminum pricing involved here. But if you were to print cans next time, you might consider printing the McConaughey's can. Did they? It, did they not call in a, it the in a can? It'll look sweet. Did they not call it the McCann? Huh? Did they not call it the McConaughey? Oh no, it's the McConaughey's. Is what oh, it's McConaughey's. Called. Uh, that's clever. If they would have okay. said McConaughey's, it would have been okay as well. I feel like that's. 
Yeah, but I mean that that you describes should... the vessel, and they don't want to limit themselves to only cans. Maybe they uh, want bottles. Why not? Why not make the can glass like Texas Ale Project did, and then boom, done. McCannahay. You should. You should. Yeah, write them a maybe. Line. Maybe add. Maybe add costs to the whole process just so you can preserve. You this have you ever, random Frank? Meat. Frank, have you ever heard the phrase "you have to spend money to make money"? Boom, flip it. I That's have. how Brian Financial Investments. Charlie, what's it? Charlie from Hunnam, uh, the guy from. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, he said that. Uh, no, always Sunny guy. Always said that. That's what he said during the gas shortage episode. No, he, he kept said, screaming wild. You got it. <laughs> wild card, baby. And he jumps out of the back. No, he said you got to spend money to make money during the gas well, episode. And he oh, also God. talked like General Beauregard when he went up to that one lady's house. <laughs> you know what? Did you Fucking see? Great. Did, did you see Rob McElhaney uh, tweet? That picture of that family in North Carolina filling up a fucking stack of gas cans in the back of their minivan, like you know, because there's a fucking. I mean, I've seen the picture. I didn't see him tweet it. He tweeted it, and it just said, "Already done it." Like that's all it said was "done it." (laughs) 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 Hilarious, because the The gas gang solves the gas crisis. The gas crisis episode is one of my favorite. How are you counting the amount of gas going into that, Charlie? Man, I've drank a lot of gas trying to siphon this out of this hole. <laughs> Why are you drinking the gas, Charlie? Because once it goes in my mouth, I have to swallow it. I don't want to spit it back out. Oh my God! Stop drinking gas. I don't want gas. to waste any gas. <laughs> stop drinking gas. My, my favorite might be the gang goes on a road trip or whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> they never even leave the city limits. Charlie's never left <laughs> Philadelphia is my yeah. favorite. Oh, is that what the one where the the fucking wicker furniture catches fire yeah, in the U-Haul yes, trailer? In the back of that U-Haul trailer. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh man! The whole, that car ends up getting stolen. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> our car always gets fucked up. That, that whole that oh, show is some of the best comedic writing. I mean, and and it ages pretty well too. There's not a lot of like super offensive takes. It's just like oh, there really are a lot of super shit. offensive takes. <laughs> do you yeah. not remember? Do you not remember when Ricky Cricket was the Taliban in the? Re- <laughs> professional yeah. wrestling episode come on okay okay wait one second i did forget about that um or when it, the game turns black or whatever the fuck it was when no oh when when uh sweet d is the puerto rican news anchor uh-huh. <laughs> or when sweet d wait dates- one second wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> the ones that i enjoy the, the one one of my favorites is the um the d and uh dennis being addicted to crack. Oh yeah, where they, and then in the, in the end they like sell their souls for some fucking crack. Yeah, and they're like, crack is really dangerous. We should stop doing this, and then they keep doing crack. Uh, yeah, uh, the dentist plan. The dentist plan. Yeah, rape. That's good. Um, yeah. how about uh, the my favorite episodes are anything involving Dayman and Nightman, obviously for the musical characteristics, but at the same time. Do, that is clearly child rape that happened in Charlie's oh. life that is being <laughs> being exposed. Just two men loving each other, loving men like loving brothers, one on top and one on bottom, one inside and one is out. And it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> one is screaming, a passionate oh. shout, it's the nightmare. You have to pay boys the so good. hole to get in the boys, boys hole. hole. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, real quick. <laughs> 
Uh, it, Frank, it sounds like you're saying boy's hole. No, no, boy's soul. Yeah, but boy's soul. putting it all together, it sounds like boy's hole. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> that, that still provides my favorite gif of all time, which is fucking <laughs> the old cat eyes. <sighs> like in the background, like behind the stage. Holy shit. Classic show. Classic show. Oh, man. Eat cat food and go to sleep before the cats start meowing. <laughs> before the cats start Kitten mittens. Uh, Frank <laughs> the kitten mittens episode. Sleep on the same pull-out couch. Frank, Frank shits the bed. Remember the turd episode where they're the mystery of the turd? <laughs> oh, Frank, you just shit right now. Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've been doing it this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Whole, uh, you know, what? just like uh, the, the entire purpose of kitten minutes is just sound. Yeah, <laughs> you, won't, you won't have to hear him. My favorite is like maybe just don't have a cat, fucker. Does your cat make so much noise? Pong, 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 pong. The cats walking around. I, dude, I love, I love that show. The, okay, real quick. <sighs> Taking it down a dark road. Did you see the episode where uh, Frank and Charlie want to ride all the sl- water slides at the water park? Uh, man, I'm Let no. me summarize it for you. Is that you. new? It's one of the newer seasons. Let me summarize it for you because it's fucking amazing. They wait in line. They're like the first ones into this water park. Frank and Charlie are going to ride every water slide. They use the idea that Charlie is dying or maybe no. Frank is dying. Oh, of, of I've AIDS. seen this. Yeah, He's Frank is dying of AIDS, fun. and he like they skip ahead of the line the whole time, and then they ride the ride that's not open yet. And Parker, I feel like this is something that you and I might have experienced in Oklahoma going to shit water parks. But this slide doesn't have water running down it, so Charlie or so Frank reaches down and he opens up a bottle of water and he pours it down this giant fucking slide. <laughs> He's like, "Go quick, Charlie! It's wet now." And Charlie goes down, and all you hear is. Just skin <laughs> skipping on the fucking slide on the way down, and he lands in the pool. He's like, "Oh my god!" And Frank comes right behind him. So Frank is in this giant pool of water with blood pouring off his back, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's got AIDS!" And then it just everybody clears out of the pool. It's, oh my god! It's so fucked up, so fucked up. But then the whole time, like you're watching it, you're like, "Wait, why did they choose AIDS as a writing prompt as the, the disease that he had?" And then as soon yeah, as yeah, I mean, it could have been very, very. It makes like sense at the end. Yeah, no, it, it, like if he had hit his head on a diving board on the way down into the pool, then you would have been like, "Oh, I see." They went the Craig Luganis route of this because remember when that was a fucking thing and everyone was like, "Everyone in this Olympic pool is gonna die," because. Craig Luganus. Oh, from the Olympics. Yeah, yep. yeah. It didn't. It wasn't a thing. Got it. Yeah. Turns out. Got it. Wasn't a thing. Yeah, chlorine sort of does its job. Okay, so. Um, oh, Frank. And it just doesn't. Yeah, it do- that doesn't work that way. <laughs> you can't. You could drink the entire pool of water. It's not going to work that way. Anyway, Frank, we have a Frank's. Speaking of diving, we have a Frank's deep dive tonight. Do we have a drop? Hey, Frank. 
what did I text you this morning whenever I, I I'm sorry, I put in a 10 hour workday of editing videos today. I did not do a drop. I very much apologize. I had every intention. I even downloaded fucking sound effects of splashing onto my computer. And then when I got home, I was like, fuck this. I'm heating up nachos in the microwave and that's what I'm eating for dinner. A third week in a row, no drop for the segment. It'll be a real treat when we do have hold one. Hold on, hold on. You know um, what? You know what? It needs to be Frank. It needs to be Dan DeVito saying, you want to do something with this man, Cheetah? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's just pause right here, and I'll put in a drop. Ready? And pause. <laughs> this is not where I'm going to put in a drop. Okay, Frank, hit us. This is not going to be a drop. I'm not going to do a drop. <laughs> okay, so to the deep dive. Yes. Here is... Uh, Something cool that happened, and then we'll get into the deep dive. Oh, god damn it! So the the one eighty three flyover in Austin uh, got demolished. They're they're like rerouting all the shit, and it's it's that when you when you drive into Austin on thirty five, there's this like triple decker stack of bridges that are just super tall and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like the only spot in Austin where it's like that. So they demolished a couple of them, but get this a kid from the make-a-wish foundation his dream was to push the button for demolishing his make-a-wish was to blow some shit up dude this sounds like a always sunny episode i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) like a homeless encampment gets blown up and he's like awesome It falls over it's, on a hospital or something. Yeah. <laughs> six, the six-year-old, okay, the six-year-old had a had a, a, a he's a leukemia survivor, so he's not he's not dying. But this his wish was to um, push the button for the uh, push a button that implodes something, and he he finally got the right to do that for the 183 flyover in Austin, which is just cool. Like that's legit awesome. That's um, cool, but I kind of feel like his dad wanted that. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, ask a police." Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you think his dad up. pushed the button? No, no, I don't no. Know. He I don't asked know. for it. Yeah, yeah. What six-year-old do you know that is like interested in fucking implosion? Demolition. <laughs> do you not? Hold on, wait. Do you do you not think that dad would have much rather gone to like a Dallas Cowboys game or no, some shit? No, like, no I don't know if, if Cowboys. Yeah, no, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Take that any day. Every over day. Dallas Cowboys. This Every is day. this is make a wish, dude. You could go no. to Disney World for free. You you could go to if Dad were controlling the wish. Dad really spent a lot of equity on a very little amount of satisfaction. Hold on. I don't like standing in lines, even with Make-A-Wish. I'm not going to be like, I still got to fucking be there. No, dude. The the Make-A-Wish is literally like a transport through Disney to do all the cool shit. But then you get stuck behind the other Make-A-Wish kids and there's a fucking I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. All all four of those fucks. Yeah, those fucking people. (laughs) I, I'm with Parker on this. I feel like Dad was involved and he was heavily influenced. He's like, hey, but it wasn't like just this. It wasn't just Demolition Man style. It was like, or what about like you get to swing a fucking wrecking ball into a building or something sweet like that? Maybe you get to test a new jet ski. I'm just gonna at tell you, if Dad was involved. <laughs> if Dad was involved here, Dad really blew a lot of equity on a short drink of water. Because was it was a it, button push dude. versus? Yeah, but did you let's get to go see, to Disney World? Did or, you get to see? You know, like, okay, hold on. Real scheme I'm of things. Still at push, man. Disney World is attainable. 
it's not like it's some out of this world thing. I, yeah. None of us on this podcast can fucking demolish a three stack of fucking bridges, but all three of us could go to Disney World tomorrow if we wanted. Great point. But who 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 would who would uh, n- not a great point? Who would who would this? Are you listening to my point? Spend this? No, who would spend this amount of political equity on pushing a button? All right, raise you your hand on three. Be Hell no! If I could take down the you high five in Dallas, crazy. If I could take down the high five in no. Dallas, I'd cut off my own leg, left leg, obviously. But I cut <laughs> oh, it off. Oh god! I'd be like, hey, no, we, y'all, no, I'd take <laughs> yeah. them all down. Y'all are crazy. 100%. I would much rather be on a on a beach somewhere, saying, yeah, my kid wanted to surf. Go teach him. <laughs> You know, like whatever. How about this? My kid wanted. Equity, my kid wanted to, for some My kid wanted to change the skyline of fucking Austin for millions of people. Suck my ass. Take that surfing lesson and kick I mean, rocks. Hey, he's not changing the skyline. Okay, changing the fucking <laughs> drive line. Whatever, it doesn't matter. How many people okay, go past you know, that wait, road every day? Hold on, wait, wait, wait. He just dropped seventy million we, tons of contract or concrete. Yeah, seventy That's million awesome. dollars of contract too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I eat paper. Um, <laughs> okay, let's get to the deep dive. We're not going to get. You we're not, this, we are not going to get to a resolution. You on this. brought up I this terrible I topic. This is the second terrible topic you've brought up tonight. No, listen, I didn't bring topics. it up. I didn't, did. I didn't bring you it up for three more make wishes. Yeah, <laughs> I said, I said, I said the kid did a make a wish. I thought it was cool. You said, oh, but dad had something to do with it. And I said, no, I don't think dad is going to be exploding his political equity on a fucking button push, which maybe I'm wrong. To- maybe more dads want to push a button to implode a building. than want to be like, let's go spend Seven days on a fucking beach while my kid is being pampered at Orlando, whatever okay. XYZ theme park, and I'm just gonna sit here and drink some beer. But how can maybe I I'm in the wrong? If somebody's like, "Oh, my five-year-old that's recovering from leukemia's wish would be good to go to the Playboy Mansion." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just wants to then, motorboat some titties. That's all he wants. Then you would to be do. like, "Okay, Dad was involved." Yeah, Dad was definitely. Then, involved. then I would say Dad is involved. But up okay. until then, all right. All right. If you if you to told my if you if you told my three year old nephew we were gonna go to a caterpillar dealership and he could drive a fucking uh, road scraper he'd be all for it and I'd be like holy shit dude this is really your make a wish okay cool let's go do it so eh yeah I mean I don't know it doesn't seem that unlikely that the kid watched some implosion videos and go dad I want to do that. Uh, not that unlikely to me, but in any case, I mean, you you guys said it here on the cast. You would push the button. Yep. In a, I'd push yeah, that little kid's okay. hand out of the way to push the button. Honestly, like, I got no shame See, on I my told you it was dead. <laughs> Now we gotta find another bridge. <laughs> hey, not my problem. That was fucking sweet, y'all. Thanks. High five, yeah. Timmy. Get the fuck out of here. I I did that. I, I did. That. I did that. I want to go on um, record. Okay. That was sweet. Little Billy's face is on like, do not let him make another wish like, internally. <laughs> little Billy's like, yeah. and I want all the. Oh my God, we can't eliminate ethnic minorities. That's exactly. not what we can do, Timmy. But my dad says from behind his hood that he he really wants no okay dad can't have any more influence and that's the point that I'm trying to make yeah we're really gonna ban dad at this point yeah dad blew your wish on the bridge detonation yeah, yeah you can't okay. you can't fuck, okay. okay Frank okay all right that all right. that was a Sorry. big diversion you brought it on all right Frank 
No, I was I was just having some good news before we got to the actual topic that was the Frank's deep dive. But apparently the good news overwhelms so many. It moves so many in the spirit that you know we had a <laughs> lot of opinions bring about the it. Spirit in this, you asshole. <laughs> I mean, so in any case, praise hands uh, for moving names. So the, yeah, praise be to make a wish. Um, so the uh, the actual topic for, and also with you. Um, so god damn it, the oh, right away so the, the deep. The right away be to you and also to you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm done. <laughs> may, may your flyovers be only impediments, it's a, it's but a, not obstructions to the remainder of your life. It's a traffic joke. You gotta love, you gotta love that. Okay. All right. Go All ahead. right. I yield okay, my so time, Frank. <clears throat> yeah, it's actually funny because the, the, the fucking topic this week is about traffic. So, uh, <clears throat> again, for the third week running, because apparently Brian and I are the only people keeping this bit alive. Um, we're doing a, You're welcome. We're doing it. We're doing a deep. No, I appreciate it. This was also an interesting investigation. Uh, deep dive topic topic of the week is uh, why are road uh, lines painted yellow and white? What's the distinction? And also, where did it come from? Okay, because obviously it originated somewhere and frankly it's not a very well researched i guess or explained topic it's actually pretty difficult to find out about it so you're welcome because um, i looked it up before i asked you <laughs> this was a test yeah, of your so, research skills <laughs> so on site your references he does have a yeah there's he, one he, reference yeah, he has an index that he he sends to us that's good yeah, there's literally only one reference, um, and it's the uh, engineering interestingengineering.com Ever heard has of a has a whole topic on this. So, um, roads didn't used to have any paint marks on it, um, and in 1918. Uh, the United Kingdom started painting lines on roads, but they they really only painted them where people needed to stop. Uh, where there were some hazards. There wasn't really... It was sort of a free-for-all up until you got to a point where it would really get fucked if everybody did whatever they wanted. Um, then in 1926, they started standardizing it, but it was all white lines, right? So they sort of based everything off of... Um, Cocaine. Median of the road. Median of the road. No, just kind of where the middle of the road would be kind of... Um, where you should turn if you were turning into another lane. It's very, like, like super archaic. Again, mainly focusing on where things would go wrong, where people needed to stop. Um, and that lasted actually until about the 40s, when in the 40s they started using it actively to separate lanes of traffic. They would separate the, lone, uh, 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 the road down the middle. Um, and then they kind of found these instances where a white line was kind of confusing because it meant something in another area. So it's unclear when this practice came to the U S but everybody was kind of doing white lines. And then at a, at a moment they used yellow lines and the yellow lines were really used to differentiate flows of traffic. So 
Um, you would have a yellow line in the middle of your road if you had opposite traffic oncom- uh, oncoming, or in some cases, if something really hazardous was ahead, if you were to try to pass someone, right? So um, if- Are you talking about like a hill or like an intersection coming up ahead? It could be a hill. It could be an intersection in the case of like a one-way road leading into a two-way road. Okay. Um, lots of different scenarios, but- it the yellow line was mainly used to separate traffic flowing in different directions and then it could also be used to signal hazardous stuff ahead on a one-way road okay um and that's sort of where we're at today it doesn't actually have much um variance Uh, yellow lines can also obviously be used to put parking restrictions down or um waiting restrictions or loading zones whatnot um, but what is actually pretty interesting is um, the markings that you see on the road are they're separated by like use cases. So yeah. on non non busy streets, they'll paint them on, um, and we've all seen it. But I don't think we all really understand. There, there's actually like a thermoplastic that they'll put down. Reflected. For super busy areas, yeah, it's almost like a so that, fucking paint on top of tape <coughs> adheres to. The yeah, road. it's really neat, and I've always wondered how that worked. And apparently, they put it down super hot, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of dries and adheres to the road surface. I so, actually saw them really doing cool that on a Dallas tollway, uh, the bridge that the the toll bridge that I can quickly get to my house. They were putting it on; it was cool. It was coming off on a fucking giant roll. It looked like toilet paper rolling off onto mm-hmm. the ground, and it was like smoking. In the middle of the summer, as it was going down, like, it's super neat. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I guess they don't have that in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. They just like spray it <laughs> with don't. a spray with a rattle can. There's like a fucking cry on. Yeah, they're using like the They've got like a crew, a crew of people just down there constantly. Here's a sharpie. Get it right. Yeah, they're like, oh, get the chalker out. No, the little league games this weekend. We don't have the chalk for the fucking road. God damn it, Billy. How dare you double book the you chalker. Knew, you knew 35 needed lines. You knew 35 needed lines. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so... Um, wh- wh- sorry, last thing. Um, other countries... So the main, the predominant colors around the world are yellow and white. Oh, okay. In New Zealand, in New Zealand they use blue. Of course. And solid blue lines are... Uh, evacuation zones or routes for tsunamis they should do that in south actually, texas for the fucking hurricane evacuation route they should or they should mark them red or something yeah. right um but we don't we just put these shitty signs up next to the road where you're like oh did i take a wrong turn because i haven't seen a hurricane evacuation route for i don't know goddamn miles. 10 miles oh, oh yeah i was gonna say a hurricane yeah. evacuation routes <laughs> routes for people who don't know frank there are some hurricane evacuation routes like within 10 miles of your house and you are mm-hmm. nowhere near the fucking coast of Texas. <laughs> it's wild. No, I know. It's, it's wild. <laughs> so um, the other thing, and so in California, um, and, and in most places, right, if you see a solid blue curb painted, that's for disabled people. Yeah. But it's not a line. Um, you have solid red lines in the UK, um, which are similar to what they use for solid yellow lines except they indicate the side of the road that parking can happen 
on different types of days. Okay, so like fun, fucking fun, ridiculous. Fun fact for Americans navigating parking lots: uh, if you see a red line uh, going like through a parking lot randomly, if you need to get out of the parking lot, follow that fucking red line because that mm-hmm. is the designated fire lane, and that fire lane always leads to the most direct access to the main road. So if you're in some of these giant like mega parking lots that we have in Texas, uh, and you're trying to figure out how the hell do I get out of here, don't just turn up some random fucking like parking lane. No, follow the red line. That is the fire lane. It'll get you straight to the uh, the fastest road. Interesting. Thank that you. That is actually pretty interesting. Yeah, Frank. On that, uh, the white and yellow you said is the most predominantly used colors. Is it ever inverted? Do you ever have um, yeah, yellow on yellow the right? on? Yeah. So, uh, uh, hold on, yellow pause. on the right. Pause. Yeah. So, so yellow on the right side. I did not read at all. I've never even seen it. Hmm. Um, yellow on the left, like I said, is to designate the the opposite flow of traffic. Did you read um, anything about the the angle of of lines, like on bridges or uh, like beginning of turn lanes and shit? I did not read about that. No, so I would assume that falls into the um, similar to like no parking, right? Like it's it's an understood don't go here. Area. So the angles the angles of stripes on signs are mm-hmm. direct you where to go to avoid hitting the obstruction ahead. So if you have a bridge divider, you'll see two sets of lines stacked in like a chevron pattern, one on the left, one on the right. That's telling you, hey, this middle point, that's where shit's going to get real squirrely for you if you decide to go here. Uh, But you'll see on the right side of the road where there's a bridge pillar, all the lines will be pointing to the left because you need to avoid the obstacle on the right. Uh, the same oh, way for okay. lanes in lanes ending on the roadway, um, they'll have uh, diagonal lines directing you to which direction you need to go, so you don't drive off the road. Okay, well that's cool. So, a um, little bit of the uh, <clears throat> advancement in lines. This is a five-minute bit. I did not go in. I, I learned a lot from the battery bit that we did at the beginning. So, Listen, you know, I, you gave us so much battery information that is was really helpful. It was just a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. So I try to limit it to like but researching no, that, the hit that, points. That's that's awesome. I learned. I I asked the question not because I knew the answer, because I legitimately didn't know if other countries did something different and where why the fuck we decided yellow and white. Because no, so there there's something interesting that's happening that I think you would like even more. Okay, so in the Netherlands, they are creating instead of um, focusing on the colors, they'll still have the cover the colors, but they're creating bioluminescent ro- road markings. Hell yeah! And <clears throat> the 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 markings will be able to illuminate themselves for eight hours at night. Um, they don't have to have so much uh, in, in terms of street lighting um, because they can also regenerate just by cars driving, right? The, the, the light from the cars. Um, <clears throat> and it's super interesting. So they're testing them out on a couple of highways, seeing if they work. If they do work, it'll decrease the carbon footprint of <clears throat> just lighting the highways. But also, if you've driven in the middle of fucking Iowa or Kansas or Missouri or 
literally anywhere where the lane markers are worn out or the bio reflection of them you know, just as it's there um it's real annoying so this this could potentially because they can sort of embed it into the into the roadway it could solve that issue it would be it'd be pretty cool that would be cool. um now sorry go ahead no i said that would be cool i would like to see <clears throat> wireless charging on the roads for electric vehicles but that's fine i'll, I'll go i'll well, take i'll take yeah, bioluminescent. don't get too crazy um the uh you said where the markers are worn out or the paint's worn out like that's always a pisser uh especially mm-hmm. if you've you had a couple beers and you're like, come on, can you paint the road so I can stay between the white lines a little bit better? Keep between the mustard and the mayonnaise, please. <laughs> All right, so, so, so raining cats and dogs oh. and you can't see the lane and you're like, I look hammered right now. Yeah, or you have astigmatism. So and here's, here's, well, here's, me. They're, yeah. they're, they're actually, the final take is really surrounding that, right? So um, there's research being done into removing signage and road markings. Okay. Uh, There is a theory that it would actually cause people to drive more cautiously and also cause them to um, not be as aggressive, uh, not speed as much. Uh, It just general road order would be more, um, the focus, which I could believe yeah. I could see that. Like, you know, if you don't know when this fucker is turning in front of you, you might just stick behind him and just deal with it. Um, with that being said, I did come up with my own thing, which is I believe the federal government needs to put together a task force. It doesn't have to be private industry or they could fund private, private industry to do it, but to map better. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, it could be a public-private partnership. Like, where the money comes from is what I'm talking about, right? Like, it needs to be funded to map the roadways in a uniform way. So it's not Google having their own readers. It's not Cadillac. It's not Uber whatever. Have a uniform uh, mapping of uh, all roads that ends up being... uh, put into these cars so that all the cars know, um, you know, have the general same data to go off of. Um, and I, I just think that could be a much more efficient way of solving the self-driving problem that people are facing. Cause self-driving, everybody's trying to solve it via cameras, via behavior, um, of the cars around them, LIDAR, whatever. Uh, the Chevy Super Cruise, uh, or sorry, Cadillac Sh- Super Cruise, is currently proven to be the most effective hands-free driving solution, and it's because they focus on mapping the roadways. So not to divert from the, the lines in the road, but the lines in the road is currently what's, you know, a lot of these systems are using to keep you centered in the lane, to cruise you down the road hands-free, et cetera. Uh, whereas we could treat this as a national solution, not some proprietary stupid data set that everybody tries to generate for themselves. 
could be could be interesting. Yes, Brian. I first off, Frank. Yeah. Thank you for another round, like rousing edition of deep dives with Frank. <clears throat> uh, fantastic work. I asked a question that I I thought I knew a little bit about, but I had questions, and you came came true with it. And I appreciate. We, that. we need to get a bigger budget because that was a very Radio Lab segment, right there. Uh, dude, Parker, that, he's been racking these out the last oh, three weeks. That should have been like. Do you should then, go back and hey, listen this to this? Uh, this is Frank, and I'm in the Netherlands right now, and currently they are. This is Bjorn Brjerling. <laughs> no, no, don't give him, don't give him that much runway. He's going to take advantage of it. No, no, wait, sure. wait, wait. Could you, could you repeat that uh, that Dutch word that you just tried yeah, to pronounce? That's it. it was Bjorn Brjerling. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway, Frank, kudos. thank you, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Um, I also, this is something that I've been thinking about for almost a week now. I, I debated on whether saying anything about it, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because you brought up self-driving cars and lidar and all this other stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, listening to No Beer Left Behind, I want to be the first person to say it out loud publicly. We here on No Beer Left Behind are smarter, or well, not okay. We're not smart. We're smarter than the average bear, right? Okay, sure. <clears throat> we're not. We're not actually smarter. But you know what we are? We are definitely one thousand percent confirmed funnier than Elon Musk. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Uh, one hundred percent. We that fucking, dude has serious personality disorder. There's no doubt about not it. a fucking. There was a nary a chuckle to be had. But you know what? I appreciate him going on air and, and embarrassing himself and ruining Dogecoin for a lot of people. But you know what? Some people, like a, a good friend of mine, got out of Dogecoin minutes before Elon Musk went on air and left Dogecoin several thousand dollars richer than he was when he bought in. <laughs> so... Based on this podcast or not based on this podcast? Definitely. <laughs> little column A, little column B. He bought not based on this podcast. I feel like he might have sold based on this podcast. <laughs> because last week we did discuss how he was going, how Elon Musk was going to ruin a lot of fucking people uh, on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it's, it, it, we, we, we just discussed the premise behind how Dogecoin has value. And how it will lose value, <laughs> yeah, based um, and on it's velocity. Yeah. People need to buy, and if they don't buy, it goes south. You know so, what yeah, I think it, would make more sense, Frank? Hear me out here. If people could go into the tap room and buy Dogecoin by themselves without waiting at the bar to sample Dogecoin, you see what I did there? I did. Yeah, it's you, full you circle. What, um, what I'll say is, is some crypto will have value. Crypto without actual use has no value well that's why um, a lot bitcoin of, bitcoin bitcoin for instance has no use well and, um, that's, so that, I, I will die on this fucking hill <laughs> i'm with you i i don't understand it and if i i feel like if i don't understand it, i'm never going to put value in it but i do see more and more websites uh, like offering payment in crypto which i feel like will legitimize the crypto in the future no 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 crypto crypto has use don't 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 get don't, yeah don't what I'm not, what I'm definitely not saying, is crypto is bullshit. Crypto has a shit ton of use. Yes, it has use in the third world where governments control currencies in and their bank deserts in general. Yeah, but but um, yeah, in bank deserts for sure. But if if you're looking at like 
if you're in South Africa and you have the RAND, right? The RAND is highly volatile based on what your government is doing. Actually, if I instead, voted for him. Oh, no, it's Rand Paul. I'm very sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. If, if instead you could, you could get paid in Bitcoin mm-hmm. um, that is pseudo pegged, and it's not. I mean, Bitcoin's super volatile as well. But if you could get paid in a coin that is managed, right, that has uh, no ability to really drastically increase in value, but will always maintain a level against the U.S. dollar, that has value. A, a value to Bit- the U.S. dollar outside of your current neighborhood or environment. Well, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah because, because if, you, if you were to try to get paid in dollars, right, in South Africa as an employee, they're going to say, fuck you. Yeah. Um, but more, more importantly, um, they're doing it because they get paid in rand, right? So whatever that exchange rate is, by the time they pay you could be very different. So what they end up having, what, what they're having to do and what you're having to do is go to a bank and buy what's called a forward contract, which costs a shit ton of money that ends up hedging you against the inflation or deflation of a certain value of a currency. It is kind of complex, but if you can take all of that out, you save a shit ton of money. And if everybody transacted in a currency that wasn't volatile like the RAND, it has value. But there is no value in removing the US dollar from the equation, the most stable currency on earth, right? Because you just think Bitcoin has some existential fucking truth. You know what, Frank? Uh, your expl- crazy. Your explanation right there, exp- like it explains the value of, of cryptocurrency to me. Because yeah. you are stabilizing an unstable like financial environment. Essentially, and that that is that, but that's value, right? Like, yes. that makes sense for those people who are those, in- yeah, yeah. It's a one to one, it's always one to one, you know what it is. Bitcoin, in and of itself, is it's it's hype, it's meme manufactured, uh, it serves very little purpose, like crypto as an asset. What, like why yeah like what backs up that's the part that i have never and will never buy into right like when people ask me should you buy bitcoin at 2500 all i said was i wouldn't i don't understand why it would gain value it makes no sense to me now there's all these i'm not going to go too deep into it maybe this will be a frank's topic for next week but if you've heard me on previous casts I have told you about inflation and about how there's a bunch of people betting on a lot of fucking inflation. There was a number that came out on Wednesday. It was 4.3%. Let me just tell you, year over year, that's barely any inflation. Yeah. If you want to focus on the 4.3%, go focus on the 43 I was going to say, isn't Good regular luck. like 3.7 or 3.8? No. The normal, normal long-run inflation in the U.S. for the past decade has been about 2.2%. Um. The 4.3 number comes from comparing last April where we actually had a deflationary effect on oh, the economy. Oh, because everyone 2%. was fucking trying to stay alive? Yeah. So or there was float. deflation. Yeah. There was deflation. The economy shrank. If you compare year over year, obviously you're going to grow. Um, it's almost like comparing year over year numbers is not a good reflection of health. Or it's not. Longevity. It's not. You, what you need to do is long-run inflation. You need to look at trends. 
Um, and quite frankly, we're not going to know, and I, I would expect that we're not going to see either, but we're not going to know um, what inflation is doing yeah. above normal uh, until probably about October. So any, any number coming out um, is momentary. It's based on a lot of supply chain issues. It's based on you going to your grocery store and them not having XYZ product or having only so much of XYZ product. Um, that all matters, right? Like that has influences on pricing. It has influences on what the supplier sells it for, but it's momentary. Yeah. It's not permanent, right? There's not all of a sudden all these people who can go, fuck yeah, give me that tomato for two bucks a bushel. Whereas last year it was like a buck 50. Oh, it's not, that's not how this happens. You saw that right? house selling meme uh, about uh, selling uh, tomatoes as well. I did too. That was good. It's the same thing, right? It's like there's not, there is a finite amount of people who can go, let me blow money, and it makes no difference to me, hey, versus the gonna... individuals who might have gotten one or two stimulus checks, and they're like, let me go to Vegas for a little bit. I'm rich, be um, I <laughs> Hey, I want to. I just want to point this out before we go on to the next topic. Uncle Ron is a real estate agent, and he is just whipped to shit right now. Just take it easy on the real estate agents, people. They are hella busy. Just pause. Remember, remember like we were talking about a couple weeks ago. There's a there's a whole thing. Yeah, but also also, <laughs> I'm, I'm take a pause. <laughs> take a pause. No, take a pause on yourself when yes. you're trying to buy this shit. Yes. Like really, really deep down, especially in Texas, deep down, think about this. Like, I, I, okay, I am 30 miles outside of Dallas, and they're asking 150 about asking. Is this ever gonna be like this again? Just sit back and think about it. Here's the deal. It's very tempting. When it's you not hear- a car. You might be able to lose 10 grand on a you might be able to lose 10 grand on a car and not give a shit. Very few people can lose 150 grand on a house and be like done dusted. It's okay. I was going to say the, the issue is when you're on the selling side of that 150 grand and you're like well, should I sell? Yeah. <laughs> because because 150 in North Texas especially right now. It's 150 a lot of money. over you're already the la- like if you've owned your house for say five years, that hundred and fifty is more like a quarter mil over what you bought. Oh, absolutely. In at. And it's it's so fucking tempting. But at the same time, no, goes, dude, I, it, where do you go? Everything else is Yes. That's the problem. That's the issue. So we we yeah. we've gotten down here in South Austin I I've lost count. Probably six unsolicited solicited offers where the people are yep. like these big hedge funds trying to buy homes yep. and then flip them. And the amount they're offering us factoring in their 20% return, right? Is like double what we paid for this house. Yeah. Uh, come on. Yep. Like you can't, you can't, you cannot, I, I will stay in my house. Yeah. Like it, I know the, what I owe on it. I know the payment it. on it. I'm not, fucking doing it yeah there's a thing is like too good to be true like hey listen you may pay me all the money and it may all be real but the fuck am i going to do yeah it's a new city you're you're moving to a new city that's what you're doing we got a new camper recently like it's much bigger than our old one are you trying to rent out the camper to me right now uh no (laughs) we're like we could totally live in this some bitch for a year until the shit bust, and then we go take all of our earnings from this house and then get a nicer, newer. And I was like, 
I know some people that have property that are fine with us. I'm Not like, a bad you, But you are you suck you, it up and live in a You also here? <laughs> yeah. You have some land too, don't you? No, we put an offer in on 13 acres early this year, but it didn't they didn't accept and we didn't You d- you didn't go $25,000 over? No. Do you no. cheapskate? How dare you? Like <laughs> Yeah. No, I just Yeah, it, it might as well slap the dick in the face. Yeah, like well, I don't know. How yeah. That but I guess yeah, much a little mushroom stamp right on the cheek. Yes. Yeah. No. Put some <laughs> thieves oil in my urethra. I'm done. We were out. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, so. Yeah. Sorry. Go. It, it's an interesting time. It it is. It's super interesting. And there's these, like. There's a lot of doomsday going on. Like, it's it's people who don't understand how macroeconomics work so they're like the feds printing money and obviously that has an effect now yes it could but also everybody else in the world's printing money it was the fucking pandemic in spain they were giving everybody two grand a month to stay home and um, stay safe like let's be sure that's yeah, what we're telling so people. so but let's be real uh inflation on a global scale only takes place if one person is going crazy yep. america went the least crazy so that's, that's not how that works. Um, second, uh, upward pricing pressure right now is literally due to shit being shut down for a year and a bit. Yep. So if you don't have chips coming into the country for a year, Shenzhen's been shut down for damn near 12 months, you're not going to have chips because you are not making it uh, it doesn't actually matter if you're making it in the U.S. It would have been shut down anyways. So l- people just chill. Again, just chill. Let's move on to grind my gears. Let's just chill. Just don't. You don't need all this new shit right now. Like wait six months. Otherwise, you're just going to overpay. Lumber, same shit. Mm-hmm. Guess who hasn't been processing? Sawmills. <laughs> Frank, I really needed Just to buy down. this action camera, and it was on sale, and it was a really good deal. Don't tell me what I do and don't need to buy. Yeah. Is it? A, does it have? Does it have a card chip in it? Yeah, it does. Son of course, it does. Don't yeah, tread on motherfucker. Yeah, don't. Now, if you want, if you want, if you want a laugher, okay, drive past any. Literally, I'm not even sh- any CarMax dealership. It is fucking hilarious how empty those parking lots are. <laughs> Dude, you bring that up. I today, uh, Yesterday, I was driving through a part of Dallas that I've never driven through before. I, honestly, they, those exist in my world. Uh, and I was driving, I was like, holy shit, that parking lot is packed. Well, I don't know what kind of business that... Oh, it's a car dealership. Oh, fuck. It's like an Acura dealership. <laughs> Yeah, like, those oh. sit. Those sit. Those will sit. Th- those are sitters. <laughs> but if you, if you if you go if you go to Carmax, I drove past Carmax today, and I was like, "Holy shit! I've never you never see half a Carmax parking no, lot." No, because that's not their business. Because spot. all like, they have left right now are H three Hummers and a fucking like Cadillac Escalade and a random fucking Prius. Parker, I've got this for you. Parker, tell me what's gonna get you all. Well, right out of the gate, uh, what really has got me fired up recently is the lack of rye chips in Gardettos these days is fucking insulting. Insulting. Wow. Absolutely insulting. I... Dude, and it's ever since they started making that separate pack. That's what I was going to say. Y'all have your own fucking pack, so you should enjoy. 
Yeah, but that I I do that sometimes, and it's it's. Look, I you like know, there's it, something about the doughy the the doughy crunchy. Mm-mm. That yeah, little like combo. little log of dough yeah, with the log one. The I could do without the motherfucking pretzels. Give me more of those little dough Agreed. logs. Unless yeah. you make them the, the the honey mustard pretzels that come in those separate packs. I don't remember who makes them, but those honey yeah, pretzels. No, I don't. Honey, mm, honey mustard. No. Okay. All right, you guys are a bunch of fucking honey. No, nah, thanks. I I I, I, I just it. don't like I don't like honey mustard. <laughs> no, neither do I. At what all, the man. fuck? Y'all are anti honey mustard. Loves it. Honey mustard yeah. is the best. Yeah, dude. give me give me a solid a solid what? whole grain Dijon any day of the week. Yeah. Whole grain. Yeah, of course everybody likes fucking stone ground mustard. Yeah, that's fantastic. But everybody should also love honey mustard. No, no, no. no. If you're gonna to give me honey, lane. be honey or be mustard or be yellow. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking right. Be fucking yellow. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was wow. all yellow. Um, Most okay. That was unspoken. so okay. All right. So you're anti the amount of rye chips in your yeah. Well, Gardettos. yeah. They, they just feel like over the years they were like they started out. They were like let's put twenty five per bag, and now it's down to like like four. You're I'm searching fine with that. that little gem in the bottom nope, of the bag. I'm fine with it. <sighs> the rye chips are where it's at, man. Um, okay. Yeah, but you I'm never gonna... liked the rye chips. I know. That's why I'm anti-rye. Okay, and that's fine. We don't like honey mustard, so we'll just, uh, you know... Leave it at that. This is an actual agree to disagree, not where Frank was wrong and I had to say agree (laughs) to disagree to move on. Five plus five is 11. No, no, it's not. (laughs) Fuck you. It's not... (laughs) Not the same. (laughs) Not the same. (laughs) All right. Um, Alternating fence pickets uh, where they put one on one side and the other... and and you can still see through it, and it's like, what is your fucking angle here? Hold Are you on. trying to save money? Hold on, people like, really put. They try to do a board on board, but on opposite sides of the frame. Dude, they will put a picket on this side of the two by, and then over one a picket on the opposite side of the two by. Four. Oh God, that looks that's terrible. terrible. That's a half ass. That's a half ass board is. on board. It is. That's yeah. terrible. It's just. Oh man, I, I, there's some around me that one re- recently went up, and I was like, "I get it, you know, lumber is expensive, but just you know, limp your shitty fence along until I, you can afford you to just pay get, for a whole fence." You get a fucking one by six and or a one by four, and you fucking overlap those. That's what you do. You don't fucking set offset them. Yeah, what is offset. this? A goddamn Venetian blind in a rental house? Pretty much. Had- if you yeah, if you look at it from. A, you know, an angle you can see in the backyard. Yes. I'm like, why well, go six feet? You should have done like three and a half feet because it's not a. I mean, but also if you're if you're trying to save money, that ain't why it. are you why are you building a privacy fence? Like, well, there are many solutions. Well, that some use, some HOAs wow. require a whoosh, 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 privacy fence. Yeah, and they may be skirting the rules there. Maybe, because I, I personally think like privacy fences look like shit to me. They but, do. I well. They do until you fucking neighbors don't drink alcohol and you fucking you're suspect of them a hundred percent of the time. Oh, fair. Fucking yeah, I don't Jeff have or whatever your name is. I see you. This was a thing before lumber was expensive. Like, oh yeah, I was gonna I say people, you're. Some you, people like it. Yeah, I don't. I, cool. Yeah. It's edgy. I see, like no, a, yeah. I like a good. Teresa, come stand over here at this thing. <laughs> see how you can see the back porch. Look at that! They We're, got they got a mosquito right. net up there. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, there's this very specific part of our yard that everybody wants to see. Yeah. We're gonna show it to them. <laughs> exactly. 
Ooh, let's put the, the 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 fucking good plants over there so the neighbors can be jealous. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm on that I'm on that train. I personally right. I don't like privacy fences whatsoever. But if you're gonna do it, at least make it look decent. I'm with that you. shit. Looks yeah. like dog shit. Yeah, I like it, you can do. There there are people in our neighborhood who have been doing like really really nice privacy fences, board on board with like. Cr- the fence equivalent of crown molding on top. Oh, yeah, the cap up to, yeah, Like, yeah, I'm so. actually, like, that, I can get on board with that. That's fucking, that's pretty solid. The fence that we have is, uh, what is called Asian cedar, which I feel like is a racist term, but <laughs> technically it's real. Uh, where the boards absorb a lot of water and start warping really quick and they shrink. So, what looks like a board on board fence five years ago now is essentially a fucking picket fence. Where I can just see what my neighbor's doing in their backyard behind me. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's but, but wooden fencing is always like there. There's a very large trade-off when yeah. you're doing, uh, you know, privacy fencing versus like the way your neighborhood. I mean, even if if you do even if you do railing, right? Like railing is more expensive, but hell, ten million times just better looking well, like, more your your neighborhood your like, neighborhood is set up where if you had a privacy fence you would look one you would look like an asshole but two it would also block the rest of the neighborhood from what it is where you have that like wrought yes. iron fencing look which like i agree like that looks really nice my my uh in-laws they have the same setup in their backyard it looks really nice it also creates in their neighborhood a keeping up with the Joneses appearance where if you don't have a fucking pool in your backyard, what are you fucking on welfare, you piece of shit? Like Well, and you and you actually have to mow the backyard. You have to maintain it. Like oh, that well. part sucks. That part sucks. <laughs> oh well but, we heard that in the last um, episode where you complained about yard care, Frank. Uh, Some of oh, us, yeah, no, I fucking hate it. <laughs> fucking see, hate it. Tomorrow's my yard care day. Oh, because I, I piss in my backyard at least Hey, oh, Parker. you don't need one Parker. of those, my friend. We're you backyard piss brothers. We're backyard yeah. piss brothers. What else do we have in common? Oh, we get drunk and wake up in random places. High five, buddy. That happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So next, uh, next take. Okay. Um, asparagus piss. Oh my god! Piss talk with no beer left behind. If I look at asparagus, my piss stinks. Oh my gosh, dude! I, I have stank people out of my bathroom at work. Not because I just dropped a huge deuce, but because I pissed in the urinal and it was so abrasive that people were like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to finish up this shit and get out of here. Yeah. Dude. It's it's bad. And I think that mine is like, it must be worse than most. It's a chemical um, reaction with your body. One. Two, it's possible that yours is worse than others. Possibly. Three, we served asparagus in my wedding. Okay. And then, mm. yes, this was over a decade ago. Um, but I remember a guest at our wedding went to the bathroom using the urinal. Another guest who I, his name is Dane. So, you know, he's a piece of shit. I don't know if you know any Danes that are good people, but I'm welcome to meet them. Every Dane that I've met is a fucking asshole. Dane walks into the bathroom and goes, Oh, that asparagus hitting you hard, huh? And then he goes to the urinal right next to this person. Like a double whammy. Like, oh, there's a there's a urinal you could go to, but you decided to go to the one right next to him. Okay, cool. And you're commenting about piss smell. Double whammy. You're a dickhead. Well, I bet he was. Dane was probably actually. Yeah, he's probably right, right on. That, yeah, that bathroom probably yeah. stank like shit from all the asparagus piss going through those plumbing. 
Um, yes, this is true. It, this is true. It, it is. I love asparagus too. So it's like, uh, I put up with the piss smell because I do love asparagus, but every single time I seem to always have forgotten that I just ate asparagus. Yep. And go to the urinal or wherever. And for a split second, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm dying. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, Parker. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I've thought several times like this is what cancer, dick cancer smells like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh man, it smells like dick cancer up in here. I don't know. Oh, wait a second. I had asparagus an hour ago for lunch. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I'm glad you're on that same page. Hey, man, we are just Eskimo brothers tonight. I, more than one way. It's so fucking scary. You know, okay, so to, to, I'm going to cover this before Frank gets back on. I don't know how you cook asparagus, but Mrs. Brian loves grilled asparagus. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 that's the only way I can really eat it, unless I'm sautéing it with, like, onions and fucking bunch of butter and shit. I can get on shit. with that. Uh, but so what I've found is, I don't know if you're familiar with Montreal steak seasoning. Mm-hmm. I have some in my you, cabinet. Yeah, I was going to say, McCormick makes some like bland shit. Uh, pour, so next time you go to cook asparagus, get some raw asparagus, cut the bottoms off, do all that shit, spray a little bit of olive oil on there, and then mm. coat everything in Montreal steak seasoning, throw it on the grill, and it's fucking amazing. Nice. It, it Because I'm, I'm, I'm one that we eat asparagus every time we eat salmon, and we eat salmon oh. about once a week. It's a great pairing. Um, and I get so tired of it. But when I found the old Montreal steak seasoning, add it on to the old asparagus, then throw it on the grill. Oh, it's so nice. good. It's so good. I got good. my daughter on the asparagus train tonight. So yeah. she'll probably wake up in the morning and be like, what a, why does my pee stink? Oh. But she loved it. But no, asparagus is so good. Sometimes I'll just like straight grill it. Sometimes I put it in foil. Mm. With yeah, that's good juiciness. too. Oh, yeah. man. On, and then throw that on the grill. And Dude, I've and done... Get, I've done it where I put two salmon fillets down on aluminum foil, surround it with asparagus, spray everything down with lemon juice, do fresh chopped uh, garlic, minced garlic over everything, and then put lemon wedges on the top of the salmon, Mm. wrap it in foil, throw it in the oven for like 30 minutes, and it's fucking just amazing when it comes out. Foil bakes are so underrated. It's so good, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. I don't know where Frank is, but yeah, I'll, he's... I'll just hit you with like one more here. Hit me um, with it. Okay. So, uh, diamonds. I think they're fucking stupid. We need to stop buying diamonds. <laughs> the biggest waste of fucking money ever. <laughs> All right. Ever. So stupid. And you know, and, and I don't give a shit. You can slap your blood diamond free, whatever the sticker. You know. Yeah, blood free diamond, whatever it is, it's, it's bullshit. Just like the fucking tuna, you know, fish companies that say no tuna were killed or no, no dolphins were killed. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that's bullshit. No, and there's no regulatory body on this. You're getting you some uptown snooty bitch is getting her diamonds on the back of some child laborer in Africa. Like fuck 100%, 100%. off. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And and not only that. Um, agree even more with the whole tuna bit. Uh, um, now, I'm not a person who's going to dictate to you that you should or should not eat seafood. I'm just going to tell you that until I am able to catch my own seafood, I'll just leave it be. 
Um, I've also stopped doing uh, regular consumption of chicken. Like pretty much in our household, we eat venison or um, quite frankly, the imitation meat shit. Uh, I, I can have a steak every once in a while if it comes from the farmer at the farmer's market. Yeah. Like That's I cool. understand it's, it's a little bit, you know, it might seem extreme, but if you don't make that decision that it's just sort of enough, you know, we, we have the information at this point. If we all still want to support all this stuff, we're more than welcome to. And yeah. I understand not everybody can make the, the conscious decision to, you know, buy all this stuff. And I get that. But as a person who has a pretty reputable um, beef guy down the street, I have access to venison. I feel like it's like the least I can do. I really enjoy venison. I enjoy, um, you know, the farmer's market chicken and shit. So if you are able to do any of that shit, maybe just consider it. I'm not yeah. saying you have to. Uh, there's no sort of pretend, you know, higher than thou thing. Uh, but once you kind of but if you just make see the impact change, just yeah. one little like you 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 start only buying your eggs from a dude that lives three miles down the road instead of the you know bullshit that you get at Walmart if you just do like one little thing like that or yeah like on the seafood you know just I love seafood which so it's really difficult but yeah anyhow just one little yeah one little change makes a big difference. One little change, uh, and then if, if you, bullshit. but if you like, if you like, focus on a change, and then next year you make another change, right? Like it's uh, this. This for my wife and I has come over like five years, right? Mm. Like we had to figure out how to correctly cook with venison and all that shit. So it's not. This isn't like tomorrow. It's all. It's all venison. We had to make sure we had enough. We had access to it. Um, but yeah, like if, if you, to your point, if you can make little changes, that's that's the important thing, and you should do uh, 100%. that. 100%. We get our chicken at the farmer's market. Uh, we get I, our chicken eggs from a coworker of mine, um, and then our beef, you know, either we'll buy a half a cow or split one, or there's a meat market here in town that, you know, is locally sourced. Um, and it's just better. It's just better quality stuff, too. Fuck, it's not like... You, you making this change means you're actually now getting an inferior product. No, you're actually getting a superior product and you're helping, you know, reduce uh, so many things. I'm not even going to go all into it, but anyhow, yeah, we're all on the same page there. So, uh, fuck diamonds. Um, all right. Last one here. And I'll just, uh, cause I've got like, it's been a minute. So I've got a lot of schmegma built up. Um, nope. Auto car washes. Okay. Yeah. Guys, use them. Nope. It. Okay. Well, hold on. Wait. Specifically, which ones are you talking about? Hey, you may well, be talking about. Oh. Okay. Damn it. Hold on, just a second. Okay, so I'll fill in for him. So, I'll I'll explain the reason why I don't use auto car washes. Uh, so auto car washes around me are not brushless, uh, and okay. with non brushless car, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say two reasons. Okay. Brushless car washes are, or brush <sighs> cone brush car washes suck because there is no fucking like, there's no sensitivity to your car. 
They just move and they True. fucking smack your car around. I don't I don't enjoy that. As a person who ran a car detailing business through high school and college to pay my way through shit. I understand that you need to fucking take care of how much pressure is put on your on the exterior of your vehicle. Brushed car washes are bullshit. Brushless car washes are equally bullshit. And, <laughs> and let me explain to you why. So the car wash near me is a brushless car wash. And when you get to the drying stage of said car wash, there is no fucks given. It just puts a simplified pressure down of air. Okay. Well, that might be cool for really well-built German or like super high-end Japanese cars or fucking stout American cars. For my Econo car, uh, when the air that hits it to dry off the the fucking water off the car, it dents in the fucking roof of my vehicle, which <laughs> I can tell you right now, not fucking good. And they can kiss That's- my ass. But wow. it's and it's not and I will say this it's not because of the structural integrity of my vehicle it is because 1000 percent the the air dryer has a sensor on it that gets to a distance away from the top of your vehicle and it doesn't adjust the pressure of air flowing out and with that guess what the fucking air dedicated to the Tahoe is not the right amount of air dedicated to a Mitsubishi Lancer just isn't. Like and that's why automated so, car washes are all bullshit. And this is coming say, from someone. <laughs> this is coming from someone who literally I I fucking paid my way through a portion of college, fucking detailing vehicles. Nice. And no, I, I, vehicles. I totally understand. So I I um, <laughs> it's funny that you said that. Recently got a Tahoe. Oh, congratulations! Um, <laughs> thank you. It's a sign of wealth. Uh, <laughs> meh, I mean. Uh, it's a 2013, so still, like, still a sign. It's good. It, dude, you know, that thing will fucking, fucking run into on the- it. I felt like I hurt the people's feelings at the dealership. Um, it only had 47,000 miles on it. Holy shit! Yeah, 2013 and a four wheel drive. Oh and my had god! Trailer brakes and towing Fuck package. Yes. Dude, you you well, should have talk off air. Fucking just, I felt like I, yeah. No, you did good. Fuck what those what package? LT LTZ. LT1. It's a base. It's a, yeah, well, a base it, level. It doesn't give you hand jobs or make you toast your strudels or anything. But it's but base four-wheel drive, which means it's an LTZ at least. 100%. Yes. It <laughs> is base. I mean, for anyways, and yeah, those yeah, motherfuckers okay, hold yeah. a resale value like a goddamn Corvette. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled on this one owner, 47K, and we were like, uh, but it's checked the, a lot of boxes for us. But anyhow, yeah. so that the Tahoe is what brought me to this like grinds my gears um on auto car washes and it was like it just does a shitty job like yep. it, there's just there's no two ways around it like i i got out you know whenever i wrote this in my notes section i got out and the back of it looked like nothing had been done at all i was like come on man if i just paid you know 15 dollars, 16 dollars, whatever it was like and so i went back through the motherfucker and it's still you know whatever and i know you know it's not going to be the same as doing it in your garage or your driveway and taking mm-hmm. a full two hours, three hours, what you know, doing it properly. I, and and so I've traded some, you know, whatever for convenience' sake. But on on that note, it, it does feel like to me that they're all the same. It doesn't matter if you buy the six dollar base level or the twenty nine dollar package. 
you get the same exact wash, same exact polish, whatever, you know. Yep. And then also on the on these tunnel washes, they all seem to start out good. Like the first like month or two, they're like you're like, okay, all right, maybe this is making a change in the tunnel wash industry here with this new mm-hmm. setup that they've got going on here. And then they all just slowly start to suck. And I don't know why. It's because they they don't fucking change the parts that need to be changed. Whether it's a nozzle, whether it's a nozzle that is putting out the right amount of soap, or it's a fucking brush that is clean, like a chamois brush that is cleaned properly. They don't fucking do it. So it's just like, it's front, it's great, and then they just don't put any money back into their business. they, they, They get you in the first couple months of running. And then beyond that, they just give the fuck up. Mm. Like, the one out by me is decent in that they at least change their brushes often, but, like, it's still... How do you know that, though, Brian? Because, because when I go in, you I can take see, a look. You can see it. You yeah, can you can see, see brown really? spot, brown and, and dark spots toward the end of the brush, like, fingers. Okay. You know that they, they start getting uh, frilled and shit. Yeah. yeah. And when, I guess, you, when you get out and you look at your car, you see on the sides, you see, like, striping. Of like where the the fingers like slap the side of your car, mm. you know yeah. that they're they're starting to get frayed and starting to deteriorate. Whereas fresh chamois fingers will create like a smooth like swipe all the way down your side. Again, way too much knowledge, uh, way too much explanation to be like, hey, you know what? If you really want to wash your car, just buy some Armor All wash, a bucket. A fucking mm-hmm. uh, a, a sponge and a, a shop vac. That's oh. it. A bikini, a thong bikini for your neighbors, obviously, yeah. and a shop yeah, you're vac. Right. I d- there's no substitute. No, there's none. And that's there, what that's what isn't. that's what sold. Like that's what I was able to sell as a fucking teenager to people with high end vehicles. I'm like, hey, do you want your car actually washed and waxed and then the interior detailed? If so, pay me 120 dollars to do your car. Because it, once a month it goes a lot. No, Brian. Brian, I just want you to wash my car. Oh, wash your car? Yeah, it's going to be like thirty-five dollars, and okay. that's and that's where we go. I don't, I don't. I don't need you to do my car. Yeah, Thank no, you. I will. I will do the <laughs> shit out of your car. Your glove box will need to be emptied if you know what I mean. You are right. going to need to ch- check your tailpipe when you wake up in the morning. Your, if you your catch tailpipe's going to be exploding at the end of this. <laughs> Ryan, There's definitely going to be some uh, leakage. Is this semen in my glove box? Absolutely. Yeah. That's a sign of quality, my friend. Now that, No, no, it's conditioner. I added a little it's bit more conditioner. Wax. Right? It's turtle <laughs> wax. Uh, yeah, it's a proprietary so, okay. turtle wax. I, so while, while I do agree... Yeah. Um, you do find some really good hand wash places oh. in your town. Oh, so if places that if do hand detailing, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have the time, um, a lot of those places actually take your car through like a laser wash. Yeah, and then they pull them out, and they they'll skip the drying. The drying will be with chamois, and if they need to do additional detailing, um, so d- don't discount the car washes. Those places do cost a little extra. Um, I mean, but we're talking. But they like, do tend to be worth it. To Parker's I, I, example, I just don't have. I don't have the time to wash two vehicles, to, right? Like my wife's not going to go wash a car. So, to to everybody's point here, if you have the time to do, like your own car and and you know go through all the steps, definitely better. But if you're looking for an alternate solution, do look for the sort of hands-free wash people who dry by hand who 
detail by hand. Like that shit to me is as close as you're gonna get in your well, people, uh, quote unquote, sh- not non super detail. Brian comes out to your house and well, fucks and your car kind of way. The, well, that's the thing that that boils down to. Like people want to talk about car maintenance, they don't it, recognize that exterior maintenance to your vehicle is very important especially it's almost it's almost the most important like if if you if you if you care most people don't own their cars past a hundred thousand miles right right, so like if you're looking for resale 90 percent of that comes from just going for services and then making sure it doesn't look like shit yeah and if, if those two things are intact then the market determines right yeah and and that's the that's the point i was trying to make like if you really want to take care of your car and make it last Put in the elbow grease. One, mm. do it yourself. Don't trust anybody else to fucking make the outside of your car look good. Like, I know that people love going to the barbershop and getting a good close shave. But guess what, motherfucker? You're not getting a clean shave every morning by going to fucking Ted down at the barbershop. You're doing that shit but yourself. Have, have, have you, you ever, ever have you ever given yourself a, a haircut? <laughs> have you ever buffed a car clean yourself? Have you ever buffed a, a scratch out of your car yourself? The satisfaction of fucking getting your car pristine cannot be topped. All that to say, I, I, I guess I need lessons. I you mean, do. I, I, I dude buy a buy an orbital <laughs> fucking buffer. It is a goddamn godsend. Like you wait, you, you've used you both have used these things. Yes, sure. I, I've okay. had three. Yeah. <laughs> They're I, fucking awesome. In my in a former life, yes, I used to spend the actual time. I'm like I'm not kidding. I paid for a good chunk of my fucking college at Oklahoma State University by fucking detailing cars every week. Okay, so 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 what's the opinion on just at the beginning biting the bullet for the two grand and putting on that ceramic coating? Worth it. Now ceramic coating is fucking worth it. Like if you're if you're fucking around, like a no no shit. It, two two bits of advice that I would give you if you're wanting to resell your car for the most value. One, if your paint job is worth saving, do a ceramic coating on it and make sure you maintain it. Two, if you have a base color car or a, a even a special edition color car, it doesn't matter. If you don't want to go ceramic coating, you want to go something unique, wrap it. Wrap it. Do a vinyl wrap on it and do it at a reputable place because that will save the resale value of your car even more than fucking ceramic coating. Because guess what, motherfucker? It is like putting a goddamn uh, faceplate on your phone or a, 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 co- a cover on, on your, your phone. A condom on your dick. There it you're, is. You're not going to get any fucking... You're, hey, all those bugs you hit in the night when you're just slamming it down the highway, if you know what I mean? <laughs> all those things are going to peel right off with that... Con- I mean, the, the vinyl coating. You know what I mean? And that's... Yeah. You can't put a value on it. I, I'm like dead that. serious. So, so if... if- if you're sitting around buying a car and you're like the if, people on this cast and yeah, you're obviously. looking to drive this car for 10 years, uh, do, do the coat. Do, do the coat. And, do and the if, you can't, if you can't afford a ceramic coat and you can't afford a wrap because both of those are prohibitively expensive. Wow, I bit my tongue. Prohibitively expensive. Then do the maintenance on your paint yourself and learn how to fucking do it. Or take it to somebody who can do it. And pay the extra like thirty, forty bucks a time to get it. it like, do oh, treat- apparently if you go to Brian's car wash, it's more like two hundred and fifty bucks. A it time. is, but you know, I only and it, I, and it I, comes attract, with a, it I attract. I comes with a baby Tahoe. It, it comes does. with a baby Tahoe. <laughs> but seriously, so, if if you go to Brian's car wash, if you if you get it done like hand detailed 
once a quarter or once or twice a year, you're fine. You can go through those automatic car washes because yeah. the the wax is built up on the paint surface enough to protect it. It's fine. Yep. Sorry, I, I, the legit right. legit services provided by uh, No Beer Left Behind. You know, I, I feel like there's no other beer podcast you're listening to that's giving no. you fucking car paint advice. Suck my ass. No, I mean, amongst everything else, we got people out of Dogecoin ahead of time. Come on now. You're welcome. Like, we offer you... extended warranties on your vehicles now. You're welcome. That's right. Uh, that's right. I mean, we've told you how to buy your chicken. You know, uh, we told you how to uh, properly source your venison. What other beer podcast are you listening to? All right. That does the <laughs> same thing. None. None is what I tell you. Uh, please go ahead and leave us a review for No Beer Left Behind on your favorite podcast app, mainly Apple Podcast. Uh, go ahead and give us a five-star only if you so choose. Uh, or hit us up over on social media, at No Beer Left Behind, uh, at No Beer Left Cast. Oh, Jesus Christ. At No Beer Left Cast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, allegedly. Uh, or you can email us at nobeerleftbehindcast at gmail.com. If you've got comments, questions, or suggestions on what should we be talking about or what should we be drinking. Okay, for Brian here in North Texas. Until next time, I am out. Mm. Thank you, Brian. Uh, I am going to go take an asparagus, asparagus piss. Well, in my... Uh, backyard behind my privacy fence currently even though the people directly behind me are at a lower elevation and so at least twice a day they get a sense of my medium dick energy um so for parker in tulsa i'm out well parker i don't even have window shades and i walk around naked in my house so i feel that energy um additionally uh felt insulted by Brian asking for five stars only because uh, he kind of backed off that statement. But uh, like farmers only, we're only looking for five stars only on this podcast. Uh, additionally, got a quick little question for you all. Um, what do you call a drunk person fumbling with their car keys? What? Me. Me, he said. <laughs> Obviously, it's a taxi. I'm out. Burr!